It's your friendly editor, Wyatt, here to apologize for Emma's audio this episode in the second half. We had a recording error and had to rely on our backup, so they're going to sound kind of different than usual. I did my best to clean it up, but uh, yeah, sorry about that. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to Word of God. We are three English majors who have set out to analyze Supernatural now that it's done to figure out what was it supposed to be, what did it become, and how. I'm Ash, the old-time fan, and my pronouns are V, Vim, or it, It's. You can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash ash, man. I'm Emma, the latecomer. I use she, her, and they, them pronouns. You can follow me on Tumblr at Lazarus Emma. I'm Wyatt, the newcomer. I use she, him pronouns. You can follow me on Twitter at Topple Thrones. And you can follow the show on Twitter and on Tumblr, and also on TikTok. We're on TikTok now. We're on TikTok at now. Word of Godcast. We've, we've, by the time you're hearing this, we'll have been on TikTok for like a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll, we'll be posting by the time you actually get to see this uploaded. So um, there will be something there. Right now it's blank, but there will be. There will definitely be content. <laughs> I, I still don't understand TikTok. So me neither. Uh, good luck. Good luck this to is you all. Mostly me, except for the editing side of things. <laughs> mm hmm. Happy to help. So long as I don't have to touch TikTok. <laughs> Uh, okay, today we are talking about uh, Season 3, Episodes 11, Mystery Spot, and Episodes 12, Zhu uh, and Bello. Uh, and content warnings for these episodes will include... Content warnings for this episode include threats of suicide, death by car, by crushing, by choking, by food poisoning, by electrocution, by dog mauling, by shooting, uh, child death, incest mention, and gas lighting, perhaps... Uh, also, human sacrifice, childhood abuse, childhood, childhood sexual assault, sexual assault, and anti-blackness. If you'd like us to warn for something we don't already flag, you can reach us through our Ask box on Tumblr or send an email to wordofgodcast at gmail.com. Cool. Okay. Also, I just want to say, last time, I think someone said that Zhu and Bello is French. It's Latin. Um, it oh. means, like, uh, justice in war, I think. Oh. See, I thought it was, like, juice in something. <laughs> no, it's 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 Jew. I actually don't know if it's Jew or or Jews or just 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 in Bello. I don't know. I don't know anything about Latin. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's international humanitarian law. Or uh, now I'm self conscious about saying this word. I'm just keep, keep saying the French way because that's what we've decided. Jew uh, in Bello is the law that governs the way in which warfare is conducted. Geneva Conventions. Yeah. Okay, I put it into Google Translate and it rated out as Jew in Bello, but I don't okay. know. It was weird. It also thinks it's English because well, it's been like yeah. naturalized. So that's the thing is that might be the English pronunciation of it. I don't know if that's the Latin pronunciation. Who knows? Whatever. Mm. That's how Dean Winchester would pronounce it. So let's move on. So true. <laughs> anyway, episode twelve. As I well. hate. Oh wait. No, I me. was not skipping over it. I was saying we should oh. avoid calling it by name. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which I never remember the names anyway, so. Unfortunately, I do. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, am I allowed to start now? No. We have to banter forever. Fine. You're the one who has to go to work. <laughs> yeah, let's, <laughs> let's go. Um... So this episode opens with Sam being woken up by Asia's heat of the moment. Keep this in mind. It will be important. Uh, it will also be unforgettable. Sam makes the comment great that if song. he hears this song... It is a great song. Uh, he makes the comment that if he hears this song again, he will kill himself. Ha. Uh, so Sam and Dean head to a diner and get breakfast. All of this will become very familiar to us, so I'll spare most of the details. 
so it turns out this case they're following, a professor disappeared in a local mystery spot, so they're going to check it out to see if it's actually, like, legit. Um, so they head there after close, and the owner shows up, shows up aiming a shotgun at them. They try to defuse the situation, but the owner shoots Dean on accident, and he straight up dies. Oof. Uh, and then there's more Asia. Yay, it's the same song. Sam wakes up, Dean's okay, and it's Tuesday again. If it's not obvious by now, we got ourselves a time loop. Uh, Sam is obviously very confused, but also relieved because Dean is alive. They replay the same morning, but when Dean suggests they go to the mystery spot after close, Sam says no, that they should go instead during the day. Dean is confused because Sam is obviously acting weird, but he agrees. When they cross the street, Dean gets hit by a car and dies. Oof again. Uh, cue more heat of the moment. This time, Sam tries to bring Dean into it. He, you know, tells him and explains to him. He manages to convince him pretty much on puppy dog eyes alone. Uh, they go to interview the owner of the mystery spot, and it seems like the place is, in fact, a total hoax. So what is putting Sam through this gauntlet? Who knows? Uh, they decide that they just have to wait until morning to break the time loop. Uh, they decide to go back to the motel and lay low, and then Dean gets crushed by a- I think it's a piano? <laughs> it's very Looney Tunes. Um, I think it's like the- it's whatever those two guys were moving yeah. into the house in the early part of the day. Yeah. I don't know if that was a piano. Yeah. It looked like a big piece of- like a big Large bench furniture. or something. Yeah. But yeah, it's a big wooden piece of furniture. It didn't make the 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 noise of a falling piano, but I have no idea. Um so San and Dean try to throw off the time loop. Dean chokes on his sausage when he gets that instead of bacon. Dean dies of food poisoning when they get tacos instead of going out. Dean gets electrocuted plugging in his razor. Uh then Sam decides they're going to tear down the mystery spot brick by brick and board by board. Uh they duct tape the owner guy to a chair. And Dean is very like, you know, this is, it's fine. It's, everyone's going to be okay. While Sam's like going ham on the wall. Uh, when Dean tries to tell him to cool off, they get into a fight involving an axe. And that ends about how you expect. So we learn that Sam has gone through many of these loops, has learned a lot about the town around them. Nothing changes. And no matter what they do, Dean dies. This time, though, when Dean bumps into a woman holding some papers, he goes after her and gets one of the papers. Turns out that's the daughter of the guy who disappeared. Uh, Dean also gets killed by a dog in this loop. So they research the guy a little more, and it turns out that this professor also got his kicks debunking tourist traps and things like that. Dean comments on how poetic it is that the guy disappeared into a mystery spot when he didn't believe them. Then Sam notices one of the people in the diner has strawberry syrup instead of maple this time. Nothing in this diner changes, so what's going on? In the next loop, Sam pursues the guy, this time with a mysterious paper bag. They corner him with a blood-covered steak at his throat. He tries to explain that he's just some guy, but Sam doesn't believe him. Turns out he thinks the guy is a trickster. But turns out it's not just any trickster, it's THE trickster. The return My of boy. Richard's- Yep. The return of Richard Spade Jr. Uh, how did he survive getting staked the last time? Nobody knows. So Sam threatens the trickster and he snaps his fingers and Sam's wake up- Sam wakes up on Wednesday. Yay, we're out of the time loop! But there's still 12 minutes left in the episode, so don't get comfy. Uh, Dean gets shot out in the parking lot by one of the minor characters we've been seeing in the time loop, and this time he dies for real. There's no Asia. So we get a quick montage of the next six months. Sam's turned into a total badass with a singular drive to get revenge on the trickster for killing Dean. I cannot express to you how much I lost my fucking mind at that six months later cut. There's so much. Uh, It's so good. He either wants revenge on the trickster or he wants to get the trickster to bring Dean back. One of the two. Um... So we get overlaid with voicemails from Bobby talking about how he's worried about Sam and never hears from him. 
Then, finally, Bobby tells Sam he found the trickster. They end up at the mystery spot with a summoning ritual, but there's one little wrinkle. The spell requires a whole human's worth of fresh blood. Sam's about ready to go drain some innocent guy, which Bobby's like, hey, no, hell no, that's not what we do here, uh, and offers up himself for the ritual. Sam doesn't want to do it, but Bobby convinces him, and Sam stands... Sam stabs Bobby with the same blood cover steak he uses to kill tricksters. Turns out Sam was pretty sure this wasn't actually Bobby. There's a heart-stopping moment when we're not really sure, but then Bobby disappears and the trickster pops up, pops up behind Sam. Turns out the trickster wanted to get it through Sam's head that he has no way of saving Dean and that trying so hard is going to turn him into a different person. Why does this trickster care so much about these boys? Well, it's a surprise tool that will help us later. Sam pleads with the trickster to bring Dean back <laughs> or to just take him back to that Wednesday, that Tuesday, whatever, just so Sam can see him again. He even promises not to go after the trickster. The trickster grants his wish and it's Wednesday again. Sam is so extremely fucked up about the six months he had and suddenly didn't have, but Dean doesn't remember anything, and then the episode ends. Wow. Yeah. That's it. Ha ha ha! Funny ha ha episode. Whew. Yeah, the- So, trickster episodes are the best episodes of the show. So true. Like, we've had a run of bangers recently. This is mm-hmm. another of the all-timers, like, for sure. Mm-hmm. I do need to reveal some Ash lore. Um, when I was much younger, I was doing the dishes one day listening to the radio, and it was Tuesday, and Heat of the Moment by Asia came on. Freaked my shit a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, now we can go chronologically. <sighs> All right. God. Where to fucking start? Dean is a bitch in this first scene, and I love him. He is. He's doing a little dance He's to the so song. Annoying. It's really cute. It's a good Dean moment. Mm-hmm. I have Dean heart emoji. He's dancing, and Sam, Sam is annoyed by the song, right? And so Dean turns it up mm-hmm. and goes, well, sorry, I couldn't hear you. Oh, and then Dean's, like, really obnoxiously gurgling water. And, like, he's got the toothpaste. And what I love about this is that they share toothpaste, the, which, yeah, like, they, I get. Yeah. But you would think that Sam being kind of a neat freak... Well, okay, Dean's kind of a neat freak, but in a different way. And Dean being purposely sloppy, you they would have different toothpaste. But, like, the t- there's toothpaste all fucking over the toothpaste tube. It's disgusting. And Sam gives Dean, like, this horrified look, and Dean just kind of smirks. He's such it's, a bitch. It's so gross. <laughs> it is really nasty. And then for no apparent reason, Dean, like, pulls abroad yeah. and goes, this yours? I... What, what was that for? That wasn't, like, plot relevant. That was just Dean being annoying and making mm-hmm. weird gender yeah, jokes Yeah, it was again. just to emasculate Sam. It's weird. <laughs> it was fun, though. Oh, we did I don't think we said. This episode yeah. was written by um, Jeremy Carver and Emily McLaughlin. Kim directed by, I, of course, Kim Manners. Kim Manners directed... Yeah, Kim he's... Man, he knows what he's doing. The thing that's really fun about Kim Manners is he directed some real good ones. He also directed Bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Was Bugs the first one he directed? Maybe no, the first one he directed was Dead in the Water, which is a another okay. well directed episode. Damn, I I don't know. I the problem. I maybe they were like, let's try. Yeah, to this is the thing. I actually I don't think the problem with it. Bugs is the directing. I think the directing of Bugs is fine. Yeah, it's just the everything else. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Okay, so speaking of Kim Manners, this episode is really stylish mm-hmm. uh, in a way that is immediately different. Um, Like, right away, you know something is going on. The show never pays this much attention to background characters Mm -hmm. in small moments. 
uh, in a way that kind of primes you yeah. for the fact that this is a time loop episode. Even though mm -hmm. I didn't know that was going to happen, I did still think like, oh, okay, this episode is in some way going to be about the people of this town, which that's sort of that's sort of true. It's less true than like your usual time loop story, but uh, Sam kind of does all that off screen. Mm -hmm. um, but it does still, I think, like. Yeah really nicely mirror the time loop trope of when you're in a loop every little moment is significant because you live it every day um and the way you sort of like can untangle or unravel out from there all sorts of things from people uh is a very common time loop trope and so i like the way they tie into that like with the, the i'm sorry the guys carrying the um, whatever that piece of furniture is. I'm gonna go look at it now because it's bothering me not knowing what it is. The uh, dog. The dog, yeah. Just all these little moments that are given resonance because of the way the camera focuses on them and also, like, the long tracking shot where they're walking down the street and just, like, keep running into little things. Yeah. Even the fact that they talk, like, they're... You can hear them say words yeah. that are not to the main characters, which yeah. is yes. very unusual for television. Yeah, and I have thoughts that I want to talk more about maybe a little bit later about the nature of like how episodes like this or stories like this give relevance to like other people in the world. Um, but I'm gonna let that percolate a little bit. Uh, Dean says, "What's the lore in this scene?" Also, which is very funny to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a desk. It's a giant wooden desk. It's like um... a CEO's like stained wood desk that looks like it weighs like hundreds of pounds. Mm -hmm. It's real wood. It's very yeah. solid. Yeah, it looks like it's made out of like oak or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Squish. Um, my next. I think my next. Oh no, my. Sorry, my my next note is bull legs. Dot dot dot. Because when they walk into the diner, Dean is just bull-legged. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does kind of walk like a cowboy in this scene in particular. Jensen Ackles has bull legs. Fair enough. It was a joke in the fandom. Fair enough. Okay, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do my little thing here, just mm -hmm. while we're here at the beginning, before we mm -hmm. start talking in depth about time loops, um, which is mystery spots. So, uh, first of all, uh, they mentioned the Bermuda Triangle, mm -hmm. uh, which it, sadly is just the Bader-Minhoff effect. There's actually nothing special about the Bermuda Triangle. It's just that, Boo. like, hmm? I was booing you. <laughs> what? Oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It's um, okay. The Bermuda Triangle scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Cause oh, yeah, me one, too. Me too. There was this me one too. scooby Doo movie about the Bermuda yeah. Triangle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dean I feel so <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, it's it makes it's, me feel better that it's not actually a thing. <laughs> yeah, it is unfortunately just frequency bias. Like a few weird things happen there, uh, which led to like people being like, oh, it's haunted. But no, like weird things happen everywhere. It's just the fact that like people are more willing to notice a statistical anomaly than like a regular thing. The Bermuda Triangle isn't any more dangerous than any other part of the ocean. If I had a nickel, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but it's weird that it happened twice, etc. Yes, exactly. Like <laughs> things happen twice, weird things happen. Um yeah. Uh anyway, uh the other thing though, the organ vortex uh is really cool. I didn't know anything about the organ vortex before this episode, uh but it is very clearly the main inspiration for this mystery spot. Um 
which, uh, so the Oregon Vortex is a old cabin uh, in mm. Oregon somewhere. Uh, I think I saw a fact or fiction episode about the Oregon Vortex once. Mm. Um, I, yeah, that, that's not surprising to me. Uh, in, uh, it's on Sardine Creek in Gold Hill, Oregon, um, which, uh, yeah, everyone's like, ooh, it's paranormal, it's spooky. No, it's just a house at, like, a weird, mm -hmm. it's like a steep angle, like, you can walk into it, it's probably, like, I don't know, 30 degrees or something, like, 25, I don't know, degrees. It's, it's a slope, it's a sloped house, um, and the human brain does not know what to do with, like, a thing that should be at 90 degrees being tilted like that, just because mm -hmm. we're so used to houses. And so going in there, like, just fucks with your brain that creates all sorts of fun optical illusions. Um, it just makes, it, like, throws off your center of balance, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's also something to do with the forest in the background that yes enhances yes the optical yeah, yeah yeah because the trees are straight the trees are at a 90 degree angle so mm -hmm. um yeah it's neat it's very cool uh it also was the direct inspiration for the uh mystery shack uh from um yeah, from Gravity Falls. Oh, I was gonna say Gravity uh, Falls, which is right? a is like a fun sort of uh, two step removed connection between Supernatural and Gravity Falls, two shows that are very much about like Americana, like conspiracy theory, like supernatural folklore stuff, which I think and is fun. And also family. And also family, it's true. And yeah, and also siblings in particular. Shout out to Gravity Falls. That show kicks ass. Go watch that instead of Supernatural. <laughs> So true. I need to watch yeah. Gravity Falls instead of Supernatural. Hmm. Yeah, I watched Gravity Falls for the first time during the pandemic. Mm. It was one of my binge shows. Um, it's it's, it's I should, a good show. I, should I watched it when it was that. coming out, like, episodically. I bet it would be fun to binge. Stay in tune uh, in ten years for our Gravity Falls podcast. <laughs> I do a I'm fucking going... Gravity Falls podcast. Oh, I yeah. love that show. Me, you, and uh... Mitch, Doctor Who, and then Gravity Falls. <laughs> if Emma wants to join, they can. Oh. <laughs> oh okay, anyway. Yeah, that's the that's the Oregon Vortex. I just wanted to shout that out because that's my job is to do research. Uh it's cool. I I would enjoy going there someday cuz I always I think optical illusions are cool. Uh there's also been a bunch of like uh this is along the lines of um like kitschy tourist traps like i think the oregon vortex is the first one but it inspired a bunch of other like mystery spots or quote-unquote crazy houses or stuff like this um so like extremely americana roadside attraction shit in a way mm -hmm. that is fun and i like that it ends up having nothing to do with the mm -hmm. actual like stuff going on in the episode but mm -hmm. it's a fun thing to write this episode around and is a fun red herring also the prop design in it is fantastic yeah. the oh God, vortex yeah. painting on the wall all the like again kitschy americana shit like the big shark yeah head the like um the see no evil uh speak no evil hear no evil monkeys wearing little overalls just all sorts mm -hmm. of like it's stuff you would find at a roadside attraction it's a fun set yeah, the checkerboard um, ceiling with the upside-down table, like Alice mm -hmm. in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. I have Weeping Angels in my notes. Don't know why. I, I think... I... Just means there's an angel statue, Ash. You have <laughs> I don't think worms. I don't think that's what it was. I think, I think Sam might have mentioned something about 
bending space time and oh bending oh, space time sending yes. victims to no one knows where yes. oh. and then dean shouts out yes. miles yeah D- which is very funny considering this episode was directed by kim manners mm-hmm. i love when the show references yeah. its uh primary inspiration i started watching x files um it's fun it's very weird and like they never explain anything. I mean, I haven't gone very far, so it's possible mm-hmm. that like a season yeah. finale will clear things up, but I doubt it. It's just like, what if this shit happened? Wouldn't that be weird? And then the FBI looked into it. That's it. That's the whole plot every time. It's, it's great. Fun. No, I love... That's my favorite thing about mm-hmm. X-Files in that it feels like post... Uh, like, wiki fandom culture of, like, people who... Like, post-Lost or pre-Lost. Uh, did I say post? I meant pre. Um, of, like, everything... It, like, it, the goal is to not answer everything, and that's fun, whereas, like, a lot of modern, like, supernatural or, like, spec fic shows, like, fans have been trained at this point to expect an answer for everything. So it's a very mm-hmm. weird watching Gant. experience for me, because I wasn't expecting to just not have any answers, um, but it's fun. I'm getting into it. Um, and now I can, like, see, yeah, they I'm really like, good. wow, just like in Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> wow just that i should wow. i should join you on this journey i can't i mean i said that like probably back in like episode one or two and i haven't gotten around to it yet because i've been too busy but i do really want to watch x-files join us in 12 X-Files years for really x-files like, damn. <laughs> yeah literally x-files our, really our... goes damn that shit's crazy anyway i'm rod sterling yeah <laughs> not to mix metaphors here <laughs> it's fine so we didn't get a cold open because the fir- the cold open is just Dean dying. Yeah, we didn't. Time. We didn't. Yeah. Yep. And then, like, it's, Dean it's, dies. It's, it's, it's like that's the title this... card sequence. That is Dean a... is the character in the first five minutes of a Super <sighs> yep. Thriller, yep. So. yep. Yeah, that is another thing that like trains you or you into thinking, oh, the show is not following its regular structure today. We're in for a weird one, y'all. Because yeah. mm-hmm. we open with the boys. It's bizarre. Um, also, first note. Not note. Um, note on the first death is the order those words were supposed to come out in. Um, as Dean is dying in Sam's arms, Sam says, "Not like this." Ouch. Um, yeah. Like you know he's yeah. gonna die, is... and he only has a few mm. months left. But even so, like he's not supposed to just get killed by some random human being with a gun early. Truly, Dean it's Winchester so... coded to to die in an extremely anticlimactic fashion. I literally wrote in my notes the barn of it all, Elmo. <laughs> <sighs> yeah it's um it's startling for sure mm-hmm. it also i think is this is one of maybe not the longest but one of the longest um time to uh opening uh not credits but uh title drop mm-hmm. show it's title when it says like supernatural yeah yeah it's like yeah it's like five and a half minutes they have nothing on Good Omens. I was just going to say. See <laughs> uh, episode three. Sorry, I have a frozen strawberry in my mouth. I can say it for you. They have it's nothing cold. on Good Omens episode three. Thank you. Fair enough. Why have you seen Good Omens? Yeah. Okay, good. Otherwise, I was going to beat you to death. <laughs> of course you have. You love Terry Pratchett. Yeah. Well, I love the book, um, See? So when Sam wakes up the first time... Yeah, he goes. I had a weird dream, and Dean makes a gross joke. And then at the very end of the episode, Sam again says something about having a weird dream to yeah. excuse the fact that he's being weird. And Dean makes the same joke, which yeah. is yeah. a nice character note, it's even though joke. I don't like the joke. Change the slur. We don't love it. The two thousands, everyone. Hmm. Um. Yeah, there's lots of little things like that. Um. As far as 
people are who they are despite like being pushed in different directions they will often come back to similar things Mm -hmm. Uh, thinking about in particular there's so many clever little writing things in this episode uh jeremy carver and emma mclaughlin like did a very good job Hmm? it's emily mclaughlin i think you said emma i'm not sure oh did i my brain just said just auto corrected m to emma (laughs) it's very funny emily mclaughlin um just like really um hmm, what's the word it's a really dense episode is i think the point like in particular um like basically everything that is introduced in this first five minutes like will come back around in some way and i particularly like um the way the um the the guy who doesn't have any money ends up coming back it is kind Mm -hmm. of uh it is like not great in terms of like the show the way the show expresses criminality of like oh this guy who doesn't have any money for his food is of course going to be the one who robs dean and kills him um or tries to rob dean and kills him but as far as like uh uh chekhov's gun goes it is very good mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah this guy didn't come up at all this episode yeah. is great yes mm-hmm. yeah like they make really good use of their time with the montages and the time skip it's very well um we expressed. get all the payoffs we want it's yep. very satisfying to watch yeah it's very satisfying everything In the that way the camera that... lingers on we get mm-hmm. at some point time loop stories are fundamentally puzzles and um, even if, like, the pieces of this puzzle, like, don't result in solutions, they do still, like, fit together. Uh, even if it's fit together in just a way that it's a joke of, like, oh, yeah, these guys moving the desk have been trying to do this all day. And in the end, the thing that kills Dean is their stupid pulley system that they attempt. Yeah. Um, Emily McLaughlin is, uh, at this point, a story editor, I think, because it's season three. Um, and she also co-wrote Magnificent Seven, which was the season premiere mm. with Eric Kripke. Um, Jeremy Carver, at this point, has written Sin City with Robert Singer, A Very Supernatural Christmas, and this. We're going to get one more from him this season, and then we will continue to get from him, and he will take over as showrunner. Oh, I didn't know he took um, over as showrunner. It's going to be fun. Uh, this is also in this scene. Um, Sam is still trying to like figure out that it's a time loop um, and he goes it's Tuesday and I was like yeah because I did watch this episode on Tuesday <laughs> yeah. so true bestie this is another very gifable bit when Sam goes but it's Tuesday and yesterday was Tuesday too yeah Thursday what a concept <laughs> yeah yeah I still haven't watched that show that's another one on my list I love time loop shows oh you haven't seen Russian Doll. No, I haven't seen Russian Doll. Fan. I'm no, I know, I know. Wyatt got literally so excited. He was in the live blogging channel in all caps, <laughs> like, "Yes, time loop, <laughs> sicko <Yeah>. mode." <laughs> this is also. I just need to say this is kind of jumping ahead, but this is a really satisfying explanation for why it's a time loop too. Um, a lot of the time, time loop stories tend to struggle a little to clean things up at the end because the idea takes primacy over why it happened because it's such a fun idea to play with. Uh, but this is a great Fucking reason. This Day. is this yeah exactly. One of my two big issues with Groundhog Day. Number one, it doesn't have any explanation at all. Which like fine, I could get behind it if not for the second point, which is like it ends. When he gets laid, which means yes. that like the whole thing yeah. was just the universe trying to get that him is... to, to, to oh, that is it. the thing. So that is the thing of like it it 
it doesn't matter to me in the in the X Files way. It doesn't matter to me exactly what the reason is, but like it does matter what breaks the loop because that at least mm-hmm. connects to what the reason is. Um, there needs to be some explanation it, at the very least uh, as a way to explain how you break the loop. And mm-hmm. um, I liked this one a lot. Uh, we'll come back around to that, obviously. It's also fun dialogue. Yes. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. like in general throughout. Shout out to Sam. Uh, being me coded and catching that hot sauce, <laughs> literally me at work when I knock a soap over. Um, speaking of Groundhog Day, I really like that Sam starts explaining this, and Dean's like, "Oh yeah, I get it. It's like Groundhog Day. I've seen that movie. I'm I'm Dean Winchester. My interaction with reality is <laughs> uh-huh. with movies. It's great." Uh huh. Um. Although I do want to note, uh, the the dingo ate my baby crazy. A dingo really did eat that woman's baby. That woman was was destroyed by society, and she was right, and it drives me nuts. God, that's an old, very old. I don't even want to call it a meme because, like you said, that it's a terrible thing that happened. That was just well, it is a it is a meme in the in the God. I hate that. I hate that. Fucking Richard Dawkins is the one that created the idea of memes because fuck that guy uh but in the Dawkins sense it is a meme as far as like something culturally perpetuated Um, also before the groundhog day shout out um sam knows dean's order because he keeps hearing it um and so he just delivers dean's order and dean just kind of sits back and then i hate this line so much he goes sammy i get all tingly when you take control like that which why did you write that like it's a joke clearly it's a joke dean is making a joke it's just it's so weird yeah like, what was that line as, like evidence of sub dean which is funny but like it's... in this context it's not funny like his it's, it's just <laughs> gross i don't like that line no. And and yeah. keep in mind this is season three before Cass, yeah. but like long enough into the show that there was a, a fandom. So like they know they they had to have known. I'm just saying, they had to have I, known. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, not good. Don't like that line. It's Mm-mm. yeah. It is sort my like my most reparative reading of it is it does sort of tie into the way Dean has been trying to, like, train Sam to be his successor or to, like, be okay without him. And so I can appreciate the, uh, like, if this line was slightly different, it was like, wow, like, I'm impressed at you, Sam, for, like, taking charge for once, for example. Uh, It's a very wooden way to say that. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. I like I that absolutely works for me. I was like, oh yeah, Dean, uh, he would be as like the older brother, like happy that uh, Sam's leading the way here. Proves that like maybe he can be fine without me. But but yeah, that's not. It's 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 weird. Yeah. So then the rest of this scene is um, Sam trying to convince Dean this time that it's a time loop. and he says, you die today, Dean. And Dean says, I'm not going to die. Not today. <sighs> Specifically, the not yeah. today gets me. Like yeah. He, he yeah. does know he's going to die. But this isn't his deadline. Mm-hmm. Oh, on that note, um, somebody pointed out recently that apparently Dean... Let me rephrase that. Dean's deal is supposed to expire um, on Sam's birthday, which means that Sam died on his birthday. Oh, Rest in peace, Sammy. Oh, Sorry about that. What a so, hell. That's, that's, that's really sad. Um. Okay, so I. <laughs> Dean getting hit actually, by this car. I take it back. I think it was established that it's been like a little while between Sam dying and Dean going to make the deal, like a couple days maybe. Ah. Uh, but I don't okay. know if that's true. 
So at least it might be Sam died right before his birthday. Sam didn't even get to have his birthday. Mm -hmm. Didn't get to have his birthday. I don't know. Maybe that's not true. Maybe he did die on his birthday. Either way, (laughs) sad. Um, this car, getting hit with the car is like really funny as far as I don't know if it's like he like ragdoll super hard. He goes flying into the air. He does uh, in a way that like it's I think it's CGI. It happens so quickly that it's hard to tell, but I'm like scrutinizing the individual frames of this and it looks like CGI. He like goes flying. But uh yeah, it's really funny. It c- completely comes out of nowhere. It's like harrowing but also funny just how much he ragdolls. Yeah, like it's it's this weird overlap between like this is a funny episode and it's also like supremely horrifying for Sam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um and then yeah, later <laughs> So the when, next loop, when uh, Sam stops like, him from getting hit by the car, um, Dean's like, wait, did he? And he says, yesterday, yeah. And Dean goes, and? And Sam's like, and what? And Dean says, did it look cool like in the movies? Which is crazy. That oh, is a crazy thing to say, crazy. Dean. It's a crazy thing to say, Dean. Uh, did it look cool when Sam I says, died uh, like in the movies? You... <laughs> then Sam says, you peed yourself, which, yeah, that's true. Uh, that's what happens when you die, is your, your bowels uh, empty. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And Dean goes, of course I peed myself. Man gets hit by a car, you think he has full control over his bladder? Come on! And, like, very carefully crosses <laughs> the street. He's very annoyed uh-huh. to not be cool when he dies. It must look so performative and beautiful all the time. Literally, he says, like, in the movies. Dying isn't cool. Not just, like, did it look yep. cool. He goes, did it look cool yep. like in the movies? Like, he must be the cool guy from the television. It's crazy. Yeah, he, he I mean, it makes sense life. for the way he, like, narrativizes his life. Exactly. Dean thesis moments. And of course, his failure to live up to the movies. He is not the cool guy. Yeah. He just wants to be. Yeah. Uh, they go talk to Grunkle Stan. <laughs> then uh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Karpiek. Uh, Karp- Karpiek? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, he used to sell bail bonds. When I was watching the scene, it was like kind of quiet. And I, <laughs> I thought he said, I used to sell big bongs. <laughs> Which, I don't know, I guess Supernatural, I got big bongs on the mind. We've had two big bongs on the show so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then Dean gets squished by the desk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. they, they suggest uh, making it to tomorrow, and he's like, all right, let's go lay low until midnight. And yeah. Sam's very nervous, and so Dean takes like two steps and squish. And then the, the Dean dying montage begins Begins with him. This is the the interesting thing, is it's... I mean, we know at this point, at the end of the episode, that it's the trickster doing this, so it's just probably all the funniest ways you can think of for Dean to die, <laughs> um, but it is interesting that the sausage is the one that kicks it off. It's like diversions from the, um, from what the loop is quote-unquote supposed to be, like from what Dean would naturally do, uh, not prompted by uh, Sam being divorced from causality. Or having control over causality, which is the thing I want to talk about later as far as time loops go. Um, he's interesting. It's like, yeah, the sausage kills him. Yeah, you can't continue the loop in a different direction because yeah. it'll just kill you faster. Yeah, he slips, yeah, he slips in the shower, he gets electrocuted, all the things that you said, Ash. 
Yeah. Uh, the the my favorite one, the funniest joke in this episode, I think, is: Do these tacos taste funny mm-hmm. to you? Heat of the moment. Yeah, no, it's so good. I'm <laughs> glad so that funny. they spared us the the horrific death by yeah. diarrhea that yeah. was going to ensue. Uh huh. It's just it's a really good joke. It is very. It funny. just leaves that gap there and waits <laughs> yeah. for you to fill in the blank yourself. It's very good. Yeah, heat of the moment. The skipping be- through is really good. Yeah. It's an excellent montage. Heat of the moment becomes <laughs> a punchline. Yeah. Yeah, it's really great. We get, like, a couple, especially, like, the first few loops, we get a couple of, like, the same beats that we've been hitting of, like, bumping into that lady or Dean gargling or whatever it is. Um, And then we just get, like, whatever it is that killed Dean, heat of the moment. Do it again. It's really good. Mm -hmm. Um, The act scene also is really funny because we, the audience at this point, are primed to know what's happening. And the way the camera just stays on uh, Mr. Karpiak's face is really funny. Yeah, it's as soon as as soon as Dean gets up and is like, okay, Sammy, give me the axe. You're like, don't do it, man. (laughs) And then the guy gets splashed with blood and just starts screaming. It's so good. That's probably my favorite bit. I just love his reaction. He just has like a pause of shock and then there's just muffled screaming because his mouth is duct taped yeah. shut. He's having such a weird day, but luckily he only has to do it once. He's having... Sam is having a very weird day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sam. Yeah. Um, also, speaking of, or I guess not exactly speaking of, but going all the way back to um, cinem- the cinematography stuff, um, the way uh, the trickster is in the right corner of the shot every single time they walk into the diner is really good mm-hmm. like he's just a guy like you're not supposed to notice him and you don't on the first time watching yeah. but on the second time watching you're like he's right there the camera shows him every time they walk into the diner mm-hmm. this was great because for some reason i forgot that he was the guy in the suit i thought he was mm. the owner of the mystery spot mm. i forgot i knew he would be just some guy but so i don't really remember fun. which one i was just like mm-hmm. squinting at random men anyway um sam accidentally being the one to kill dean himself with the axe is when we get the next loop he's super done he well we it's Mm -hmm. it's not clear that's when we get the time skip right that's when he's like it's been a hundred times but it could be that like the montage was a hundred loops long yeah so we see sam killing dean himself and then the next loop we are given to see is sam knowing everything about everyone being completely done skipping ahead of all the dialogue you know he's he's mashing the buttons to Uh, skip through he's literally mashing the a button yeah yes stop making the same joke as me Uh, this is where I want to talk about um, a very good YouTube video by Jacob Geller called Time Loop Nihilism, um, which this episode would fall right into the general stuff he's talking about in that video. Um, go watch Jacob Geller's stuff. Uh, he's very good. Um, the, his his video, uh, The Golem uh, and... What is it? The Golem and the Jewish Superhero? Yeah, The, Go- the Golem and the Jewish Superhero is a fucking work of art. Uh, but anyway... Uh, he, uh, it's a very good video about time loops where he goes into, uh, the fact that, um, time loops are really interesting as a narrative device because of the way they sort of divorce the protagonist from reality or, like, make them into this, like, omnipotent god, uh, in a way that results in them 
ending up as Sam does here after hundreds of loops is like you no longer care about morality because everything's going to reset. Mm-hmm. Like Sam is being very rude to everyone. He doesn't do. I mean, I guess, like, they, they go tie that guy up, but he doesn't really do anything to beyond the pale, uh, at least not yet, um, as far as, like, some of the stuff that happens in time loop stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he still is, like, he has discovered the, like, life stories of everyone in this town through going through this loop over and over again uh, in a way that is, like, kind of weird and voyeuristic and... Like, that's always an interesting thing about time loop stories for me. And we don't get this very often. Most time loop stories end when the loop ends. And we don't see what happens to the character after. And the fact that this is just a day in the, like, an episode of TV for Sam Winchester. And he will live his life having lived, like, almost a third of a year. And then another six months. So, like, yeah... Over an entire year in this fake reality is, like, a big yeah. deal for, like, a person to have gone through. Yeah. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't get to forget and move on. This is just in his brain forever now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He knows He knows so much about all these people who he'll never see again. He knows about Doris's archery range. I think implies... Which, the way he yeah. says that is so rude. He's like, you're I a terrible shot. I that she once shot Dean to death with a bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even catch that. That's really funny. It's probably why he's a little bit rude about it. Yeah. Yeah, where's the... Oh, does he not say it in this scene? Oh no no! It's after the it's after they do their like jinxing. He's like, yeah, Randy the cashier skimming from the register. Judge Myers puts yeah. on a furry bunny outfit at night. Uh, Cal's gonna rob Tony the mechanic on the way home, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. He knows everything. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, they do this weird little jinx thing where um, Sam can predict everything that Dean is going to say, so he says it with him, uh, which freaks Dean out. Mm-hmm. And so they do this very specific loop of Dean trying to emasculate Sam and Sam just saying it. Yeah, Sam Winchester wears makeup. <laughs> so, yeah, which like men can, men can wear makeup was whatever. That's not emasculating. It was in two thousand eight. Yeah, uh, Sam Winchester cries through sex, etc. Mm-hmm. And they get interrupted mm-hmm. by midway through the dick joke because Dean gave up. Yeah. Yep. Um, I also really like that he puts the keys down on the table. Yeah. He is so worn out. He's, he's so, so he's tired. tired. It's really good. Yeah, when they're walking down the street, he's just like listing the things. He's like, dog, where's my dang key? Mm-hmm. Um, then Dean figures out that the blonde girl who keeps bumping into them is carrying flyers, which is like the missing poster. That's the, the daughter of the guy who's missing. Um, and so Sam goes to talk to her, but immediately Dean is left by himself and goes to talk to a dog and apparently gets killed by this very friendly dog. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the dog be barking. Yeah. It doesn't look like a killer dog, but I guess it killed him. Um, yeah, this bit is really interesting. I guess it's like the thing that prompts Dean, because this is another thing about time loops, is it's it's time loops exist in a in a metaphysics where determinism is true, but at the same time, determinism is only true because things could only ever be one way, and they give a chance to show you how you can 
like butterfly effect them into being other things if someone is unmoored from determinism and almost be like a prime mover or like a billiard ball that can move around and like change things uh in a way that i always think is really neat uh and in this case it's like the thing that moves dean the like spin on the billiard ball that changes everything's shape is the fact that like I guess Sam is so exhausted um, and is like tell explicitly tells him like I've been through this so many times and that's what I guess makes Dean more observant. Because Sam is acting it's, really weird for Dean. Know. This it, is I, the I, first I, time, right? So he sees Sam acting weird, yeah. but he's yeah. seen Sam acting weird this whole time. This is the first time where we see Sam being like extremely fed up and not hiding like any of mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and that, like, despite the fact that Dean Winchester is the king of, like, noticing women he thinks are cute, like, this is the first time. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I guess every other time he's been too distracted by the fact that they're doing the mystery? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then Sam acting like a weirdo. Yeah, I'm probably thinking too hard about this, but I don't know. It's just interesting that Dean, this is the first time he's done this after a hundred loops. It's a good Dean moment in this very Sam episode, I guess is the point. It's like he gets to be the one to like help move yeah. the mystery along, and I like um, that. Oh, I missed this when it came up, but at some point during the loop sequences, Dean says, if you and I decide that I'm not going to die, then I am not going to die, which um, season three. That's, that's the point of it. Oh, yeah. <sighs> mm-hmm. LMAO. And then they had to make up a new guy. To to stop him to yeah, stop yeah, talking. I, I'm not gonna, sorry, that was spoilery. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so excited. I want to see my boy. Um, and then we get what what is what is y'all's take on this as far as like what gives the trickster away because it feels kind of sloppy on his it's... part. I think that, it's purposely yeah. sloppy. Like, I feel like okay. partially he might want to get caught because he likes attention. Um, but also, like, we've had the establishing thing about him having a sweet tooth. Yeah, so that's what I was wondering. of his maple syrup. That's fair. Yes, that's that's the thing. Either he got bored or he's being intentionally sloppy. Maybe also yeah, because right. he got bored. Well, yeah. I, and I think also, like, his his... I think originally he started out playing a haha funny joke on Sam, but mm-hmm. eventually it kind of became like, okay, Sam is not getting this through his head. Yeah. I actually yeah. have to like talk to him. Like the joke's not doing it. Well, and this is the other like time loop nihilism thing of like mm-hmm. even the trickster, even the orchestrator, the other prime mover of this like causal loop gets bored of it and like becomes nihilistic toward his funny joke. Mm-hmm. And also Jokes are only funny, like, for so long. Once Sam stops playing long, it's not funny anymore. It's just kind of sad to watch. Yeah, jokes are also more funny if you have an audience, and I'd imagine the trickster at this point is like, I don't get it yet. I haven't mm-hmm. figured out my joke yet. Um, I just, I feel like, like, I agree with all of this. I feel like I would have liked this more if he had a different syrup every time. And just, like, no one noticed, because it's such a small thing. Like, if in each of the shots we saw him, the syrup was a different color. Like, one day it's blueberry, one day it's, like, I don't know, he's got marmalade on his on his waffles or something. That would be a really cool little thing that probably no one would still notice. I think Sam would notice, though. Like it would That's be, fair. It would be fun for the audience, but it wouldn't make sense for Sam, who's paying so much attention to everything. That is fair. That is true. Um, it is funny that Sam like points out that he's changed his syrup, and Dean goes, "It's a free country, man." Yeah, <laughs> man, syrup, can't huh? what, what have we, we become? become? 
Literally. Very good D line. It's so uh, good. America. And then immediately we get heat of the moments again. Yeah. Which I think I'm not sure like if Dean died in that loop or if the trickster was just like, ah, he caught me. Let's start him over and see if he could find I me. thought it was that. Mm-hmm. But I think so. I don't think Dean died in this loop. Yeah. Sam reacts like he's surprised to have the loop started. Yeah, and then he's having strawberry syrup again, which or sorry, uh, uh, maple syrup maple again, syrup again, which is interesting. It's like, oh no, I screwed up. <laughs> he's like, no, no, you imagined it. Last well, loop, you must that's... have been sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to gaslight him. The way he like continues to keep up the facade even while Sam like has the yeah. steak at his throat and he's like no why I have a wife <laughs> and the my wife's the, name's I Amelia made, yeah I made I this comment to Alex it's so funny I made this comment to Alex when I was watching it but the thing that makes him give up the ghost is Sam being like I killed one of your kind and then it's like yeah. well I can't let them go on thinking <laughs> yeah. you killed me it's I, that bubble to his ego it's really funny we know the trickster's alive, uh, mm-hmm. like from the end of that episode, but it's still good. Yeah, I'm like, goes, oh, it's him. Bucko, you didn't. It's still exciting to see him. He's so funny. I know. He's such a bitch. I love him so much. Yeah. And yeah, that Sam Sam breaks the loop. Sam figures it out, which I like. I like that he yeah. figures it out via his ammo being prompted by Dean. Uh, and then it's like, yeah, this is the only thing that makes sense. We don't know any kind of creature other than a god that could like put us in a time loop Um, could mess with causality to this extent yeah also the trickster says putts hell yeah yeah Mm -hmm. he didn't believe in wormholes so i dropped him in one yeah i love him which it's cool also like again speaking of causality that this all happened completely coincidentally they just happened to be in a town where the trickster was yeah he's Um, like i made you as soon as you rolled into town yeah. He's like, oh, this will be fun. Although, at the same time, he seems to know more about them than he's letting on or than he's letting mm-hmm. on, like, explaining about it. Because, like, his, yeah, I mean, you you hinted, Ash, that, like, hmm, why does he care so much about the brothers? Who knows? Maybe we'll find out. Uh, but it is true. It is weird that, like, yeah, he's this intent on playing this joke on Sam and like making him, yeah, he like, says that he's to the fact that Dean's gonna die. Specifically, trying to get him is is weird. He's very like yeah. It wall, feels like, more like there's more going on than that. So therefore, this trickster is coming along and taking the reins. Like, okay, I'll help Sam realize that it's weird. Yeah. Like, there's no reason for some random monster to be like, hey, this episode is about your emotional problems. Like, that's supposed to be mm-hmm. subtext. It makes much more sense in hindsight yeah. after, like, we know the whole deal with this trickster, um, which I think is kind of, like, fun. Like, it doesn't fun. have to make sense right now. Um, like, the trickster doesn't seem to have any, like, the the trickster is ruled by his own caprice, mm-hmm. so I like that they're like, yeah, this doesn't really make sense doesn't have to make sense because the trickster doesn't have to do things for a reason and then later on we finally understand what his stake is in the whole thing it's actually really good and i doubt it was intentional (laughs) it can't be intentional all right um very big um five for the end energy off of this actually um elaborate 
I just realized the trickster reminds me, um, as far as a narrative device, a lot of Q from Star Trek The Next Generation. <gasps> oh my god, you're so right. Oh my god, that's why I love him so much. <laughs> Fuck. Of like this, this like nigh omnipotent being that like exists primarily to fuck with the protagonists and like yep. do fun narrative stuff. Because like, yeah. yeah, when you have a god involved... They could create any sort of like fun situation to tell a the story. The camp in. creator. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Well, I've learned some things about myself today. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Straight, straight line, A to B. Anyway. <laughs> I don't think there's anything straight about this line. Absolutely not. <laughs> also, uh, in that vein. Richard Spade Jr. has beautiful eyes. He does. His eyes yeah. are so pretty in this scene. He's a he's he's perfect casting for a trickster. He has a very jolly face. Yeah, he's so cherubic. Yeah. He looks like the word mischief. Uh-huh. He does. He, he does he look looks like the like, word mischief. He looks like the lesser than colon three scene. Yes, face. he does. <laughs> the way he does like the little smile when he reveals that it's his face. Yes. He's it's yeah. He's adorable and I love him. Adorable little bastard man. I love I love adorable little bastard men. Also very funny that Sam's like, you're lying. And he says, if I am, you yeah. know where to find me having pancakes at the diner. As if he would, like, just stay yeah. there. It's it's funny. He's so confident. He is. Yeah. But also this implies that the trickster knows the I future. Mean, I, like, he, yeah. knows, he has no problem dropping Sam out of causality because he knows what happens well, on Wednesday. This is my I question. Think... Does he? I think he caused what it, happens it Wednesday. It feels like he needs to... Maybe? What happens to Tony the Mechanic? That's a good point. Why didn't Cal go That's Yeah, a maybe. Point. Well, I think probably what happened is the trickster plucked Tony Mechanic, Tony the Mechanic mm. out of the way. Well... So, Kel had to go... Is it Kel? Uh, so, Kel went yeah. to rob Dean. And I think that was on purpose because I think the trickster's thought process was, okay, this hasn't gotten it through Sam's head. Yeah. So... I'm actually going to kill him and make it stick this yeah. time. Because he, he puts him in another loop, right? Yeah. Like, the way, the only way the, the like, six months time skip and, like, getting cut back in time, like, makes sense to me is that this is something that's just happening to Sam, like... Yeah, I think it's, like, a... Because tricksters can basically bend reality to their will. I think it's basically, like, he made, like, a little short alternate timeline. Yes. Like, a little branch... And plopped Sam in there, oh. killed Dean off, and yes. then just kind of that is him that along. is that is how I was thinking of it as okay. far as like yeah. because be because being able to roll back like the alpha timeline to use a to use a homestuckism, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, is like does feel slightly beyond the pale for what he's capable of. But like as a as a master of like illusion in particular, or of like creating things that like are not. Because he creates things, but, like, not things that are, not things that have souls, I guess, so to speak. Um, like, those, those like, women he made, like, we're not, I don't believe we're supposed to be, like, full people, but we're extensions of himself. And so, him creating, like, a, almost like a Matrix-style, like, alt, like, reality to shove Sam into, well, like, regular, and, and then, like, plopping him back into the regular timeline which mm -hmm. was frozen for sam 
I don't know. It doesn't really matter. It's just yeah. I like to theorize I mean, about shit. I'm picturing it like um, I don't know if you guys saw the Loki TV show. Yeah, like when they have the little like map of the yeah. timeline and they have like the little tiny yeah. branches. That's what yeah. Sam took. He he took a little yeah, and then and then, and then the trickster zip back. Like when you when you grab your me in the me plaza. Yeah, <laughs> just plopped him back. Just, yeah, he took him back and then just <laughs> chopped that branch off. Bye-bye. Yeah, because control over the alpha timeline probably not. Control, control over, over sub-timelines. Yeah. Time. In in certain extensions, space-time, yes. Because this trickster is incredibly powerful. Yeah. Also, um, I was just going to say, like, based on future knowledge and future episodes, similar to what we're going to see in 417, It's a Terrible Life, and 5-4 The End, like, it is possible to have people moving mm. around in alternate timelines mm-hmm. within cool. the supernatural universe. Um, also, I think... This kind of calls back to our conversation around uh, what is and what should never be, where we talked about like mm, the cosmology, yeah. metaphysics of the gin dream. Yeah, you're super right. Yeah, this is very. This is Sam's version of what is and could never be in uh-huh. like the the nightmare. That was Sam's like. Uh, sorry, that was Dean's like beautiful dream. This is Sam's terrible nightmare. Yeah, this is Sam's bad trip. Um, <laughs> Sam Winchester's no good. Very bad Tuesday. Yeah. I can't remember where we came down on the actual yeah. metaphysics of the gin dream about whether it was altering timelines or if it was causing hallucinations, but I think the trickster is altering timelines rather than causing hallucinations because yeah. he has more control over the physical reality, whereas yeah. a gin yeah. has more control over your brain. Yeah, I and guess this is the thing. The gin, the, the gin was the matrix. Uh, the trickster is like an AU. Yeah, yeah. He didn't I love even, this show. Oh my god, he literally <laughs> gave him a coffee shop at you. <laughs> the, well, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. The worst version of that. Um, oh, yeah. Coffee shop AU time. Write a coffee shop AU where your character keeps fucking dying. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, speaking of which, yeah, so we go on. We go on to the next day. Uh, when Wednesday rolls over, fucking back in time by Huey the Lew- Huey Lewis and the News starts playing, which is a really it's good incredible. is good. an incredible like setup knockdown of like you learn to expect heat at the moment, and of course, much of comedy is like startling your expectations. I burst out laughing when fucking back in time started playing. It's so good. Yeah, they pulled it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's also. It's also a great choice in song. Yeah, he is back in time. Yeah. Um, because oh, when, yeah, because yeah, when, and when Sam gets pulled back out of the six month stretch, yep. he wakes up to back in time. Yeah. He's literally yep. Yeah, they do the joke. Ah, it's so it's smart. So this episode good. is so smart. This, like, ah, probably the most tightly written supernatural episode we've seen. When you start playing yeah. with time it's, travel, you have to be it's very really careful good. with your continuity, and this one pulls it off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, it's yeah. easier to do that with a time loop, yeah. right? Because yeah. it's a closed it's very, system. It's, yeah, it's very but, tight time travel. Yeah. It's good. God, I love time loop stories. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I really like the way. It's so sad. It feels the the framing of the Wednesday feels doomed. Um, mm-hmm. with like the it does a lot of like tight close up um camera angles. It like lingers on stuff. In a way that is like, uh oh, is something still gonna happen? Like we know there's twelve minutes left in the episode. What's hap- What's gonna happen? Um, mm-hmm. And it's 
the way Sam's like, we have to leave now, like, before anything else bad happens. And Dean is just, like, cursed to Mm -hmm. die still and just gets shot outside in the parking lot. He was so happy. And then smash cut to six months later. Yeah. Oh He's my like, God. this isn't the most beautiful song you've ever heard. And then he goes, no, how many Tuesdays do yeah. you have? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just love how, how when Dean gets shot and Sam goes out and finds him, there's there's a little blood squirt coming out of his chest. It's kind of nasty. Like full on, like little arc. It's Yeah. I never noticed that before. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like it's squirting. He hit a, yeah, he hit an artery. Yeah. Um, like a little. Yeah, uh, I like to die. for Sammy's sake that Dean knows what happened here. Um, mm-hmm. It's it because at the very least, Dean has a sense. It, it like Dean is incapable of understanding what he's gone through because it's the sort of thing you can only understand if you've been through it because it's a wild thing to be through. But he at mm-hmm. least can like he at least knows. Uh, like, it's not just, he doesn't just rel- have to rely on Sam's word that it happened. It's like, yeah. he saw the trickster, um, and that, at the very least, gives Sam some proof about all the shit he went through in a way that I could see Dean, like, not believing him or being like, dude, that's weird, like, if he told him. Or maybe Sam wouldn't even tell him. Um, yeah, it's, like, often a thing, often the real, like, big um tragedy for characters in time loops is that they're alone and mm-hmm. like even though they're surrounded by people like they're not people who interact with time in the same way as them mm-hmm. and so they become automatons in that uh like nihilistic sense like i've said multiple times already uh and like always the most like hopeful exciting thing about time loop stories are when someone else gets brought into the loop i'm thinking about edge of tomorrow here um and the way uh, like emily blunt's character is like brought in and how much of like a game changer that ends up being i have a time loop code if someone ever comes up to me and says the word then i will know <laughs> <laughs> love that for you thank you i'm prepared how do you orchestrate that with someone oh that's the point <laughs> nobody in the world knows this word except for me so if you know, if there's a time loop and someone could convince me they're in a time loop, then I give them the code. So next time they just have to tell me yeah. the code. Oh, <laughs> I see. I see. Okay. Okay. So it wouldn't work the first time around. Is, no, the first is... time they have to do the work, but after that they get it streamlined. Cool. Good to know. Mm-hmm. I know who You're to call so if I ever get stuck yeah. in a time loop. <laughs> That's so much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> um... um. Do we want to talk about this uh, badass Sam montage? Yeah, let's talk about this fucking montage. This montage is great. This I was mm-hmm. I was just sitting here agape. It's yeah, so good. It's really good. I also really like the choice to have Bobby's um like voicemail. Yeah. Playing yeah. over yeah. it's very good because otherwise it would just be like silence. You know, Sam being badass, yeah. but like Sam being completely expressionless and just like shooting things or, you know, sorting his guns or uh, treating his wounds in like complete deadpan silence, um, is is scary enough because it's so unlike Sam. Even just Sam being alone is like yeah. uncanny valley almost. Mm-hmm. Like it's wrong for the boys to be alone. Um, but then for Bobby to be calling, and so this way we get some exposition of what Sam's been up to all by himself. And um, Bobby clearly hasn't had any contact with him, and he's worried about him. And yeah. like we we yeah. get so much more of the picture with these voicemails. It's really good. And we also see that he's 
taken down like some kind of big hunts. Yeah, he took out a vampire himself. nest. Yeah, he's kind of turned into Gordon. He got mm. shot. With... Yeah, he he, he sews literally just back together with there. like fishing wire. Yeah, he literally just stands there unblinking as he digs out this bullet. He pours hydrogen so peroxide on himself and does not react. Yeah. He's very scary. Yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely just staring dead-eyed at everything. It's, yeah. He is full-on dissociating. <laughs> he has a murder board with pictures of the trickster from, like, security camera footage, which is good. Mm -hmm. Um... There's a bit, there's the, the bit that is really funny and like did not work for me because it was just too comedic is uh, the bit at 30, 30, where his eyes snap open to this little sound effect. And then he sits up straight in bed like he's the fucking Terminator. Literally. Yeah. It, it's so weird. Yeah. It's like I someone, also... the, the director here is like, they told Jarpad to like be the most like, like an automaton possible. I in fairness, that's like the one the, bit in this how... episode where Jared's not acting well. Like most of this episode, like Sam actually looks like Sam. Yes. No. Yeah. He does. He, yeah. 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 He does a really good job in this episode. Uh, that, is, um, that is. That is true. This was like the peak of his career. I also, I also love the bit where Sam like makes his bed super duper straight. He's just staring at himself super intensely in the mirror as he brushes his teeth. Which good job. He kept up his dental hygiene during this like depression rampage. Yeah, that's hard. Good job. Good for Sam. him. Yeah. I sorry, I'm so sorry. I I need to completely sideline <laughs> us right now because I just read something that is just incredible. I need this quote from the Supernatural Wiki on Kim Manners's page about how he got involved in Supernatural it is incredible. I now oh, love God, Kim I Manners. I mean, I already thought he did a good job directing, but but yeah. Okay, so he says, David Nutter, who directed the pilot, is a good friend. He did season one of X-Files, and he called and asked if I would do a favor and come in and do one episode. It was kind of semi-retired after X-Files, very semi-retired, which is funny. Uh, and I came in and did a show called Dead in the Water. Enjoyed myself. I fell in love with Jan and Dean, or is it Sam and Dean? <laughs> Losing my mind... What the fuck? I was I was driving home and they called me if I wanted to come on as part of the team and I turned around and here I am. Kim Manners, Bruh. William S. Paley Television Festival 2006. Bruh. Jan and Dean. Jan. Why Jan? That's not like. That's. Uh, there's so much. <laughs> wow. Oh, uh, anyway. That's, he he said that quote in 2006. So. 2006, yeah. So it was, yeah, it was right when the show had started. That is very funny. Or like, I guess, wait, when did the first episode drop? 2005. 2005. But like 2005 to 6 of season one. Okay. Okay. Insane. Insane. <laughs> Insane. I mean, it took him, he didn't direct another episode until um, Bugs, so he had a little bit. Okay. Eight episodes. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. Kim Manners rules. Remember that thing we were talking about of like, they got stung by bees constantly? Was that his idea? No, 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 no. This is a quote from Jensen Ackles, and I'll give it to Kim. Oh. He said, you know what? If you guys don't have bee suits on, I'm not either. And he oh, went yeah, in there in shorts and a t-shirt and a monitor and sat down on a box and directed us from inside the room with bees crawling all over our faces. Wow. Crawling over our faces. Icon. Yeah. Rest I think I did legend. read about that. I, yeah. So true. Kim Manners, you're my bestie now. There's a real, like, workaday attitude, like, with that that is, like making me, in hindsight, liking Bugs better. Not as an episode, but as, like, a thing that people made. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, that's... Hmm. Now I'm also on the wiki page. Um, when Jensen Ackles directed for the first time on a season six episode, he attributed much of what he brought to the task from what he learned from Manners. He also related that in the first season of the show, Manners said to him, you're going to direct one of these. I said, okay, Kim, sure. And he said, you will. And when you do that, I'll be right there. But season six was after Kim oh. Manners died. Oh, that is oh. really sad. Yeah. Shout outs. Rip to a legend. Yeah. Mm. That's so sweet. Oh, my God. So back to the episode. Uh, yeah, back to Sammy. <laughs> um, so Bob calls yeah. and the whole voicemail is just, Sam, it's Bobby. I found Bob. him, which is really good. Nice to the point. He's given mm-hmm. up on Sam, like, calling him. But this way he can get his attention. Yeah. Um, and so Sam shows up and Bobby hugs him and Sam doesn't hug him back. <gasps> Literally. Yeah. This and not this hugging Cass. The, the... Sam crimes. Oh. <laughs> This is um this is what I meant earlier. I was like, I'll talk about like the way this time loop affected Sam like later, as like not yeah. only like Sam breaks the loop, but then it doesn't matter. Like the thing that he the thing that happened to him a hundred times happens a hundred and one times, or I guess like a hundred and five or whatever, because it's not quite a hundred, but mm-hmm. um that like it breaks him very clearly, and like it going into the next episode, like. I don't know. <laughs> like I said in the chat, there's 12 more seasons of this fucking show. Um, but whether or not it makes a dent on Sam's characterization in the long term, it seems to in the short term because he feels different in the next episode. Like this pushed him further down like his character development track for sure. Yeah, it's... <sighs> Like, he's not full, like, murder automaton Terminator like he is in this montage, obviously, uh, but he's because he did get a chance to reset, and I'm happy for him, but yeah, it, it this clearly fucked him up. Boy, our boy needs to go to therapy, but also, how could you ever go to therapy for this? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there should be hunter therapists. Time loop therapists. <laughs> that too. Um, trying to imagine one like, hunter going to therapy who retires oh. and like you show up and have to convince him every time <laughs> uh-huh um that would be great that would be a great fic to write uh is a hunter who retires and becomes a therapist for other hunters listen you have no idea how badly i was pushing this agenda in one of our fics emma <laughs> <laughs> that's mystery spot speak well no hold on we got this whole bobby okay. scene to talk about oh that's true sorry yeah, yeah i was just gonna say yourself. speaking of sam and also of next episode in human sacrifices LMAO. <laughs> oh man yeah so sam is like okay so we have to kill somebody and bobby says and it's got to be tonight or not for yeah yeah years, yeah I love when it comes off it's so funny. It's fuck off the, yeah of all the times it's not like oh next month it's like tonight or never yeah, what would you what would oh, you, you know, do if it like was ten years now, off? So set your calendar. Yeah, you just fucking die, I guess. Yeah. And it's like we don't have to analyze a lot here with regards to Bobby because this isn't Bobby. Uh, but mm-hmm. we can look at what Sam says. Yeah. Bobby yeah. does say you break yeah. my heart, yeah. kid, which is so. Yeah. I don't yeah. care if it's not yeah. Bobby. That's, that's Bobby. The, the right tricks there. are doing a good job pretending to be Bobby. That's his dad. Mm-hmm. And it's really chilling how Sam is like, well, I guess we better go find somebody. Yep. Just yeah. no yep. hesitation. And then Trickster Bobby says, 
Oh, look, Sam, I'm old. I'm coming near the end of my trail. He's not that old. He's not like dying of old age or anything, but he's a hunter, so he's old. Uh, but you he's can not keep that fighting folk, but you need your brother. Let me get him back to yeah. you. Which Name a more iconic duo than the Winchester and extended family clan and self-sacrifice to bring back a loved one. Mm. And like, this isn't even Bobby. Yep. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do we... What do we think gave it away that it's not Bobby, like, to Sam? I don't think there is anything. Yeah, that because that's what I was, I was like, yeah. I watched I the scene s- again, I was like, was there anything here? And is it, is it only the fact that, like, Sam got lucky? I, yeah, I think Sam is acting on pure instinct, because there is the, those couple of seconds where Bobby's just laying there, and you, yeah, we see Sam have the moment of, oh my god, have I just, like, murdered my father. Yeah. The kill your dad show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Man, between this and season six, Sam and Bobby go to therapy challenge. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Uh, Everybody in this show needs fucking therapy. Yeah. Um. So then when the trickster shows up, he says, let me tell you, whoever said Dean was a dysfunctional one has never seen you with a sharp object in your hands, which is very funny. And <gasps> yeah. Holy full metal jacket. Yeah. Um, and then he says, who, Dean? Did my girl send you flowers? Dean's dead. He ain't coming back. His soul's downstairs doing the Hellfire Roomba as we speak. Dean has been in hell for six months, and then it just never Which, happened. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so, okay, here's something that is absolutely irrelevant to us for at least another six episodes, but do you think his soul remembers? Like, even if oh, he doesn't? Like, how much of it is, like, physical, actual torture, and how much of it is metaphysical, and how much of that will, like, stay on a soul? Like, because can the trickster, through teleporting them back through time, like, was Dean just inexistent during that timeline? I don't know, man. Like, was it all Sam, you know? Or, like, was Dean actually there? And if he was, was the trickster taking him back and putting him back in the alpha timeline? Did that erase whatever damage Hell did to his soul? Is he capable of that? Is that allowed? Like, <gasps> this is what I was thinking of. What like, it, it's time allowed? powers are. Is that allowed? <laughs> time powers are really something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <sighs> At least he doesn't remember this time. Um, so, this is also where the trickster says his speech about, like, trying to convince Sam to let people go. He says, he's my brother. He's like mm-hmm. puppy dog yeah. eyes crying. And Trickster says, yep, yeah. and like it or not, this is what life's going to be like without him. The Trickster says, the way you two keep sacrificing yourselves for each other, nothing good comes out of it, just blood and pain. 12 more seasons! 12 more seasons! <laughs> Literally, so 12 crazy. more it seasons! It is so crazy. Why didn't... He really just should have like slapped the lot of them. Like, you are all so stupid. Smack, smack. Like, why didn't he ever do that? Come on. You should have. You have the only sense. You smack them with a piano. Does that count? A desk. (laughs) Just just smack some sense into Team Free Will. Come on, man. And then, yeah, the trickster resets them. The trickster says something weird. I have no idea what he's referencing. Oh, Travis Bickle in a skirt. That's a taxi driver reference. Okay. Okay. That didn't help, but I got it. We're fine. That's, yeah, it's, 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 it's basically like you're acting crazy is what he's saying in a, in a, Um, in a very Dean coded way. Yeah. See, see the trickster and Dean would get along if you weren't. I mean, they did get along, right? They They had fun when he was the janitor. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, then he puts him back. 
times. And then That's Dean says, uh, I know, no Asia, this station sucks. Yeah. Which is really good. And Sam goes to give him a huge hug. Yeah. Yeah. And Dean goes, damn, how many Tuesdays did you have? And Sam just goes, enough. Yeah. Because it was all those Tuesdays and then every Tuesday for six months. Yeah. Yeah. That's just too many Tuesdays for one man to handle. Too many Tuesdays. <sighs> Dean notices that Sam yeah, and then, is yeah, upset. Had really... And he goes, something else happened? Sam says, I just had a really weird dream. Dean delivers his same line again and Sam is looking back at this room. Somebody pointed out, I'll see if I can find the post, but um, this, I, I mean, it doesn't really take into account Stanford, but um, Stanford aside, this is like the most times that Sam has woken up in a, the same bed, like ever. Oh my God. Wow. Since he was a little baby. <sighs> Fuck this shit, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That, that, that post was like being punched in the face. This is a Sammy Boy episode. What a thing for yeah. Yeah, this, this is, is this truly is this truly is a Sammy episode. Like it's about Dean, but it's a Sam Girl episode because it's about Sam, but it's also about Dean because this is a Dean Winchester show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that everything? Yeah. I it's think like, so. That's all I have. Yeah, we we end on that gross um joke Dean makes again about the dreams. There's nothing really yeah. yeah, this is I, I mean, I got more stuff to say about like this effect on Sam, but I'll talk about that next episode because that'll tie in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like this episode, just like in general, like overview, this episode is fun. It's enjoyable and it's satisfying. It's also like wildly miserable <laughs> for yep. the character. Yeah. If you if you do if you do a close reading like we do or if you have the brain worms like most of our mutuals, uh it will it will drive you to tears and bite you and yeah. and kill it's you. Great. Yeah. But it's like it's also it's, so it's fun, great. especially like back at the start yeah. before the six months, like back in the early time loop when you're like convinced that they're gonna get out of it and be okay, and it's just like Dean gargling and being annoying, taking a poke. Mm -hmm. Um, like there, there's lots of like yeah. bits of this episode that became like running jokes because they're funny. And then on the other hand, like Dean spent six months in hell while Sam was alone on Earth, being miserable. Yeah. After watching Dean die hundreds of times, this. it's crazy. There's so yeah. much in this episode. You already said this, but this episode does share a lot of its characteristics with Five for the end. Mm -hmm. um, in that same way where some of it's really fun and really funny, but it's also deeply fucking sad. Yeah. Yeah. Man, well, I can't wait till we get um... to that one. Supernatural, ladies and gentlemen, and non-binary people. <laughs> yeah, there is... <laughs> I'm sorry, my favorite version of that just popped unbidden to my head. Uh, ladies and germs and non-binary worms. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, Lads and Landos. <laughs> that was an inside joke on one of my Discord servers several years ago. Um. Uh, yeah, so, um, uh, yeah, I guess final thing for, like, both funny and sad, like, time loops are very good at doing, like, dark humor in that way, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and like I said earlier, the stuff you were saying about, like, picking a poke and all that stuff, like, there is, I, I kind of said this already, but I just love the way time loops make, like, the little things in our lives, like, become, like, resonant or make you notice them more. Uh, mm -hmm. there's a, there's a sort of cynical way of looking at this is like, this is the most Supernatural has ever cared about its background characters, yeah. uh, because for once people's like other people's stories matter. 
yeah. uh, beyond like the stories of people who like come into contact with the supernatural. But that's not happening in this episode. These are just people who's mm-hmm. who are living their lives. Um, mm-hmm. With and, maybe a few tweaks from the trickster, but yeah. not many. And the show is not generally concerned with that, and so it's kind mm-hmm. of it's kind of funny that like yeah, of course, like this is when it matters, and it's like that's just um you know it's tv like you got to be economical with like what you have in your scripts like it is just mm-hmm. like good storytelling to stay concise but it is thinking of it like from a uh, ideological or like philosophical point of view it is kind of funny i guess that like this is when it this is the only time it matters um yeah, i don't know that's 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 all that's me waxing about uh time loop episodes um Mm -hmm. i only have one actor fact because this is a this is a bottle episode really and there's we don't have any like actual major characters in it that aren't like people we've already seen um Mm -hmm. but uh there is a small thing uh which is the um or i guess there's two things because uh mr karpiak plays a minor character on battlestar galactica jacob cantrell um and is also in like young blades and terminal city and some other like random shows um and uh brock johnson the furniture mover um is uh grigory on the expanse a minor character but a minor character that's in six episodes and he's just like a dude moving a a desk in this one so that's kind of fun yeah um so that's it uh, we're going to take a break now. When we come back, we will talk about uh, episode 12, uh, which I'm not going to say the name of. Or 20 Blaze It. Before 20 Blaze It, we're back. I hope you're ready, gamers, for... What did I just unlocking you? I don't know, but we're we're keeping it. We're going with this energy. Um, all right. So, no cold open today. We jump in media res to the boys bursting into Bellows' hotel room. Bellows. It's in the title. (laughs) Jew and Bella. Um. Oh. (laughs) Sorry. Um, we jump into Bella's hotel room and ding around her stuff. Uh, the phone rings. Dean picks up. It's Bella, of course. She's already two states over. They talk a bit, but she isn't giving up the cult and then reveals she called the cops on them and they get arrested. What a narc. Uh, and hey, Victor Henriksen's back. At the precinct, Victor kicks a drunk guy out of a cell and bosses the cops around, warming them how, warning them how dangerous the boys are. Uh, the boys are brought in, locked up in that same cell. Their feet are chained together. Sort of weird. I don't know why they kicked this guy out. There are other cells here, but I don't know, whatever. I think the point um, is maybe yeah, they don't want anyone to have contact. They're trying to isolate the boys. Yeah, yeah. And also don't want them to see them doing any potential police brutality. Uh, anyway. Uh, Victor calls his boss, the FBI deputy director. They're sending a chopper to take the boys to a supermax prison. The deputy director arrives, goes to Sam and Dean in their cell, and then starts shooting at them. Uh, Sam grabs his hand through the bars and starts to exercise him because our smart boy immediately figures out he's a demon. 
uh, but the demon leaves before Sam can finish, and Victor and another FBI guy, Reedy, rush in. Uh, they're very confused why Dean was shot and why the director lies there dead. They got a real like locked room mystery going on here, uh, and they do not believe Sam when he says he was possessed, even though clearly this is the most logical explanation. Um, Reedy calls for backup, gets no response, so he goes outside to see that everybody's dead. Uh, also the chopper's on fire and then it explodes and knocks him over and then a demon kills him, which felt weird. It feels like the chopper could have just exploded and killed him. I don't know what the demon was for there, but it doesn't matter. Um, inside the precinct, the cops are freaking out. The internet and cell reception are down and then the power dies. Victor calms down the panicking cops and then reassures the secretary, Nancy. Um, she'll be important later. Uh, then he talks to the boys, assuming that their, quote, psycho friends, unquote, are here to bust them out. He says they should fear him more and leaves. Then Nancy looks in on them. They try to get her help, uh, get her to help with Dean's gunshot wound. She brings them a towel, uh, but then Sam then grabs her and alienates her goodwill in exchange for stealing her cross bracelet uh, so they can secretly bless the toilet bowl water. Um, the sheriff then shows up to let the boys out. Uh, he wants to escape. Uh, but Victor shoots him in the head. The boys grab Victor and exercise him using the holy water in the toilet bowl. Now that he's been possessed, uh, Victor believes them. Uh, they give him his gun back and he frees them both. Um, they're on the same page here. And it's that, hey, it's that base episode, base defense episode I've been wanting for so long. Um, so yeah, if, although it's funny, this <laughs> they also let everyone in this time around. Same thing as uh, Magnificent Seven. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, spoilers for the synopsis. Uh, everyone starts prepping. They spray paint devil's traps, get salt uh, for the doors and windows, load up their guns and so on. Uh, Dean goes and gets his gear um, in the impoundment lot and a big bad CGI cloud of electric demon smoke comes for him. Uh, he outruns it, but they attack. Um, however, the defenses hold. The smoke shakes the building, but then they go away. Uh, and Dean hands out anti-possession amulets to everyone, uh, and he and Sam reveal that they got the marks tattooed on their bodies off-screen, which is very smart of them. Outside, all the townsfolk have gathered, possessed by demons. It's rough. Dean and Victor have a chat about the supernatural being real and how Victor's got it real hard with his job being a cop. Boo-hoo. Uh, they do connect with each other, though. They're not so different. Then there's a crash, and Ruby has arrived. Uh, they are willing to accept her help and free her from the devil's trap under the window. Dean asks Ruby who sent those demons, and Ruby's very startled Sam didn't tell Dean, and tells them that it's the new leader, uh, whose name <laughs> is Lilith. Ruby then says that they'll need the cult, and then is very angry to learn the boys lost it. Um, however, she does say there is one other way for them to get all out of here. She knows a spell that will take out every demon in a mile radius, including her, and is willing to die to get them out of here, which is very surprising. Uh, however, they need a person of virtue for it, a.k.a. a virgin, and uh-oh, it's Nancy, and they need to cut her heart out to do it, which she is willing to do if it'll save all of her friends who are possessed outside. Everyone's basically okay with this except Dean. Uh, Dean gets very upset with Sam. We'll talk about that conversation. Uh, and Dean has an alternate plan, which, like I said, is to just let all the demons in and fight them. Uh, it's slightly more complicated than that, but that's what it seems like. Uh, Ruby thinks this is a terrible plan and leaves. Uh, the demons just let her go, which is cool. They're very afraid of her. Um, or they just don't want to fuck with her. Uh, and back inside, the gang gets ready. They break the salt lines and devil's traps and in come the demons. 
Uh, they then shoot a bunch of people that Nancy wanted to save, and everyone was willing <laughs> to do that, but we'll talk about that. Um, and it turns out that their plan was to lock all the demons inside um, and then play a exorcism over the loudspeaker. Finally. Which is great. A decent plan. Um, yeah. It's a really... It is a good <laughs> plan. It do, I don't actually know why. I guess Ruby would have been caught up in it, but she also could have... I don't know. It's fine. She's just salty <laughs> at them. Um, and it works, and everyone is saved, except for those people who got shot that the show is not going to talk about. Um... In the Denouma. Well, to be fair, they got shot with rock salt. Yeah, so they... I think it's been established that rock salt will, at worst, like break some ribs. I guess that's true. There's some like brutal fight scene stuff in this. I don't know. I feel like some of these people would have died. But not all of them. Oh, Maybe. But not all of them. <laughs> it's true. Um, in the Denouma, they talk to Victor. He is fully um, boys-pilled <laughs> at this point. Uh, they got another cop ally. Uh, he's going to help them fake their deaths, uh, which is pretty chill for him. Uh, pretty chill of him. Uh, the boys leave, and then Lilith shows up at the police station. Uh, she's just a little girl, uh, and then she kills everybody. The whole station blows up in a big surge of white light. Uh, and then Ruby shows up to the boys in their motel room to show them they fucked up and shows them the TV channel. Uh, and then the episode ends. Yeah. Yep. Whew. Rest in peace, Victor. Sarah Gamble killed you. Rest in peace, Victor. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, man, for once we got like this story, our our other like villainous black man, like things turned out okay with him. We didn't have a Gordon situation, and then he fucking dies. Yep. Yep. At least Dean he and Dean had a homoerotic little moment. It's true. I did like that <laughs> scene. I want to talk about that, that scene. scene. Mm -hmm. Um <sighs> So the season is, you know, mostly over, but now we get to the meat of it. Episode 12 yep. out of 16, we finally it's introduced the, the big bad. Yep. Mm -hmm. The villain, right? The, the villain. I guess she's, yeah. The new leader rising in the West mm -hmm. is a little girl. Although, I don't know if she will continue to be a little girl, considering she blew up and went to get a different body we'll then. But I don't know. Am, I, am I allowed to tell him? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, it's been determined. Um, I think it's very cute that Bella calls Dean sweetie. Yeah, and then like the three phone. lines later, she he calls her sweetheart. Yeah, they are such mirrors. Yep. Um, well, he's he's like trying to get the cult back. He's like, "Where is it?" You know, she's like, "Where's our usual quippy banter?" I miss it. I love her. Oh right. Uh, also, sorry, I keep forget I forgot to do my thing because of because of what Emma induced in me. Uh, this episode was written by Sarah Gamble, like Emma said, and was directed by uh, Philip uh, Sgricia, is I think yeah, how you say that. Maybe. He directed um, Nightmare, Providence, Everybody yeah. Loves a Clown, Night Shifter, Hollywood Babylon, Kids Are All Right, and this. He's gonna do next episode too, and then a lot more. Pretty good track record. The the, the picture for uh, Philip uh, Screechia on the Super Wiki is incredible. His fucking jacket. Look oh, hell yeah. Okay, now you got to send a picture. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing it. He looks look like a jacket. wizard. <laughs> he does look like oh, a... He looks yeah. like a wizard that has, like, dressed up to, like, go to a He's convocation a or something. Wizard. He looks like a wizard cowboy. <laughs> Yeah, he's one of he he is. This is Samuel Colt. This is the cowboy <laughs> wizard. Say that. Fuck yeah, <laughs> Alex. Look at this guy's drip. Is he? Wait, wait. Is he wearing two watches? 
Maybe one of them is a bracelet. I think that might be a watch and a like bracelet. Okay. okay. I don't see a. Cl I don't see a, a well, face it on. looks like it. I thought it was like you know some people like wear their watches upside down so they can like lift their uh, like hand the without doctor. having to twist their yes, like the eleventh doctor. <laughs> there we go. I got one in late. And Since yeah. I forgot about the whole ass episode. Oh, uh, anyway, just, just incredible jacket. Uh, moving on. Uh, yeah, I like the. Yeah, the the bait and switch here is good. Uh, it makes you think it's gonna be the episode where they finally hunt down Bella, but then nope, it's a Victor episode. Yeah. Oh, on that note, the mm -hmm. recap was really good. Um, there was like a lot of information conveyed because you have to like remind us of. Uh, mm. Lilith plotline yeah. and Bella and Victor all and like all the stuff yeah. and it was it was good it worked and Ruby it's it's funny I just realized we got two bottle episodes in a row I guess uh the I guess the previous episode was only Sam is in a bottle, bottle episode, <laughs> considering they broke the set itself is not a bottle. yeah Sam's in a bottle but they do break out uh but they don't they don't go anywhere else like the only thing we see is like sam driving and in hotel room so it is still or motel room so it is still kind of a bottle episode yes they have like multiple sets like it's, it's not yeah. in the spirit of a that's bottle that's true this one this that's true this one is yeah, more of a bottle episode the station the whole time yeah um they get read their miranda rights which was like the note they do yes they do I love Henriksen's entrance yeah. on the floor, and he comes in, he's like, hi, Remember guys, me? and Dean just likes, Dean just like, ugh, and his head hits the ground. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Can't believe, can't believe Bella fucking called the cops on them. Yeah. Honor among what thieves, they should be. Mm -hmm. She keeps, like, way over fair, They were probably going their to kill her. competence at getting out of situations. She's like, yeah. I can send Gordon after you guys, <laughs> yeah. they'll be fine. I can call the cops. This to is a minor fair, inconvenience. They were fine, but like very narrowly. They were fine. They were fine both times. If not for the yeah, demons, they would have been both jail. Times. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's true. true. I think I think this time she was doing it less, like with less concern for their well being, because I think she kind of knows that if they find her, they are. Yeah, going to she kill her she's ass. gone a little bit beyond the pale as far as like, oh, yeah. they really want this cult back. And I think she knew that going into it. Yeah, she's like sacrificing like, her relationship with the them final for the sake of I'm getting the gonna... gun. Yeah, she needs it. We don't know yeah. why. Well, I do. Ash does. I think I do. But we don't get to find out yet. Mm -hmm. My first note is just, why are you guys so bad at this? I don't know if that's talking about the boys or the cops or the feds. I don't know. Somebody's bad at something uh, in here, apparently. <laughs> this scene where Victor's, like, like talking to uh, <laughs> the, the, the police officer in the scene's name is Melvin, which is funny to me. I'm sorry if you're named Melvin. It's just an inherently funny name. It's a good um, Rip Melvin. Yeah, Rip to Melvin. Uh, and yeah, the way the way Victor is just like, just like talking a big game is very funny. Uh, he's like, I want all your men. He's like, you got them. He's like, four men, that's all. Um, he says, uh, he references the Andy Griffith show here. He calls him Mayberry PD. And Melvin doesn't get the reference, which is, it's also weirdly Dean coded of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Of of Henriksen. Is it gay to have a narrative mirror? Yeah, uh, Henriksen, not Melvin. <laughs> Henriksen making references other people don't get. He also references uh, Silence of the Lambs here. Although yeah. he calls Sam a halfwit, which is unfair. Sam's the smart one. All the demons know this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is weird. Maybe he thinks Sam is dumb because he keeps following Dean around. <laughs> well, that's fair. <laughs> that is fair. That is fair. <laughs> 
Um, it's also very funny how much the show wants you to know that Nancy's important and that her name's Nancy. It does, like, a big linger on, like, her little secretary nameplate. Well, now mm-hmm. it explains how the characters all know it. But yeah, it is a very long linger. Yes. It's like the camera um, super wants you to know that this character will matter later. Yeah, Nancy is one of the characters who is established as Christian within the universe. Um, yeah. But not yeah. evil. She's, she's a good Christian. Christian stuff. She's very Christian. A lot of the time when we have yeah, Christians in the whole, show, it's because they're like, like associated with um, some sort of dark magic secretly or whatever. Like it's, mm. a, it's a front or their guilt is fueling a monster or something. This is just like Nancy's a good person and also a Christian. And they need their, she, mm-hmm. they need her rosary to make holy yep. water. Yep. Sam really, really bungled that though. Like he could have just asked her for it. Like yeah. he could have spun a lie of like, hey, I'm the Christian too. And I'm very scared. Like, do you mind if I borrow that? It'll help me like relax or whatever. I'm scared about my brother being hurt. Like it wouldn't have been that hard, but instead yeah. the show has to frame this. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, Sam? For some reason, I guess for drama. I don't know. It's strange. Yeah. And probably also to like hammer home in Nancy's mind that these two are the bad guys. Yeah, but but, but that doesn't happen. Even then, That's the thing. Yeah, is like she's fine with them in the next scene with her. It just kind of gets Yeah, out. it's weird. Um it feels like maybe like a plot line got cut or something. Something, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um also <laughs> Two things real quick. We might want to zoom back, but Dean saying how we gonna Houdini out of this one's very funny. Uh and then mm-hmm. the way um uh, Henriksen's boss throws shade at him by saying, uh, I was betting in your headstone reading couldn't catch the Winchester boys. Like, damn, dude. Yeah. Well. Yeah. In fairness, it's been a long time. Just in the nick of time, I guess. Ouch. Gosh. Um, then the boys are like shackled together and yeah. um, it's a nice little like two second bit of like physical comedy as they try to figure out how they can yeah it's down. good it's, it's good. funny <laughs> they're so dumb oh that's what my you guys are so bad at this oh. like you can do highly coordinated like silent infiltrations with nothing but hand signals but you can't yeah. like coordinate sitting down <laughs> yeah it is very yeah. funny. This was not in the John Winchester boot camp, apparently. <laughs> You're not supposed to get yeah. caught. True. Um, I do like how Henriksen's entire office is full of, like, haunted posters for them and pictures of them on mm-hmm. various old episodes. It's mm-hmm. fun. He's got his own murder board going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's, he's Henriksen is the main character of an alternate universe cop show. I wonder if... if... <laughs> This is this is full speculation, but I wonder if like in the like set design team, like if they have people who always do the murder boards or if they share murder board duties. Like, do they have <laughs> the one guy whose job it is to make the murder boards every time? Oh, I'm on cut and paste this week. Yeah. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I would love to just get paid. Oh no, yeah, it'd be great. It'd be a fun job. Space. I'm just wondering. It's like, yeah, is this? Is there is there someone who could be credited for the murder boards in this show, or is it a shared duty? They get duty? to do all the red yarn. Yeah, it's like it's like um you know costume designer or like hairstylist or whatever. Like in the credits, like murder board designer. <laughs> if you worked on the the crew of Supernatural, <laughs> hit us up on Twitter at Word of God. Uh, this is the level of popularity I want. Like not not like any 
I don't care about having any sort of like following or fan base except for the fact that we could get obscure like people who worked on Supernatural to come onto the podcast for an interview. Yeah. If you worked on like a cop I would also show like to have Misha Collins. Have a different just way once. of knowing this knowledge. Just just hit us mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. As if our fan base is not largely Emma's mutuals. <laughs> yeah. I, Which I, I'm so grateful yes, for yes, you all, Thank by you the way. to everyone who listens. Yeah, I love you guys. <laughs> we love you all. I discovered mm. that my boyfriend's siblings' friends listen to us. So hi, shout out to you. Hello. Um, it's very weird that people in actual hi, physical siblings. space listen to us. So thanks for listening to us. Real people. Omg. Omg. See, I can't say that some of my friends listen to this podcast. People I know in no, but life. like I know. It's different. It's different. This is like a degree removed, but still close enough that I can process it as a person. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas, like the mutuals, yes, I true. love you, but you're not people. <laughs> <laughs> you're little the little blurbos uh, on the screen. You, yeah, you heard it here first. Blurbo from my Discord uh, server. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Um. Yeah, they're sending in a chopper. I like that this has happened before. Um. Um, this this scene. Henriksen comes in and like Sam shit. rolls his eyes at him. There's... It's really funny, and then Dean makes an erectile dysfunction mm-hmm. joke. Yep. Um. Well, there's Henriksen and Dean. Like the more I think about it, the more they really are mirrors of each other. Like the fucking he is um like posing so hard. Victor is in this yeah. scene. Like the little surf and turf thing. Like he like. That is obviously like he was workshopping that line in his head, like as he came Absolutely. in here. Like it is, Absolutely. he is posing so hard. He is a cool cop, funny. like the cops on TV. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he's finally caught the bad guy. And we we talked about how telling jokes takes control in a situation. Mm-hmm. And Henriksen has the power here. Yeah, and so Dean is trying to seize it back with like, the Seattle's joke yeah. with the you kinky son of a bitch yeah. talking about the chains, which. Uh... But this is yeah. another instance of Dean saying we don't swing that way. And Henriksen says, now that's yep. funny. You're right. It is funny. <laughs> <laughs> Henriksen um, is like, I can smell a fruit. He he says he really is like like those cool cops in TV. He's like ready like isolation in a soundproof windowless cell so that between you and me, probably unconstitutional. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That. That's what cop shit was about. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. Um, also, like, even if it was the case, each other again. Like, saying it is so stupid. Like, he could say yeah. it now. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's not banking on them being able to do that. Yeah. When I love when Henriksen says, "You guys are never going to see each other again." That's when Sam sits up. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. oh, it's sad. Mm-hmm. That's like the Sam one thing. Is, like, fresh like, off his six months. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of that. That's yeah. one of my Sammy notes for this episode. Is like paying close attention to how he acts about like being separated from Dean and about morality. Uh, this is also where Henriksen uh, makes some allegations against John. Yeah. 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 Sure does. Hey. Henriksen number Which, okay. one D- John anti and he was right for it. Yeah. Although I will say there uh, is a certain yikes to yeah. it of implying that childhood sexual assault yeah. is like a direct is... link to later criminality. Yeah. It's, well, yeah. and also well, the he way it just say, throws right that out. Right after that, he, he says, yeah. guess what, life sucks, whatever. Because everybody's got a sob story, but not everybody becomes a killer. So he is kind of uh, snipping that link a little bit. Um, yeah. But he's still, like, placing the blame mm-hmm. for it on Dean in interesting ways. Yeah. yeah. That is a good line. Um, yeah. He's right. 
having a tragic backstory does not excuse criminality, um, but also the kind of conflation still of, like, a correlation between them. Just the assumption that any dysfunctional person had to have been sexually assaulted, Mm. while also, like, knowing how systemically cops don't care as much about, like, male victims of sexual assault or victims of sexual assault at yeah. all yeah and how fucked up that system is cops is a major just, perpetrator of sexual assault yeah it's like so unself-aware and i know that's like on the writers um but it's yeah it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth it's still like a good scene like i love it when Hendrickson drags john but that i don't want to like leave that out <laughs> so I'll, there is a good thing here speaking of cop shit of um uh Hendrickson's boss presents him with a bunch of files and says uh what can i say the fbi didn't invent bureaucracy we perfected it which is a good joke mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and then this guy goes in and starts trying to kill them shooting dean yeah. and this is the par- mm-hmm. this is sam starts giving an exorcism this is the paragraph of an exorcism that i memorized at the peak of my super hulak phase um, uh, like yep. Sam starts saying the words and I start saying them with him because this is my paragraph. Yeah, this is the one that gets printed on the t-shirts. Yeah. Uh. Like whoever whoever took the exorcism that I memorized, it was from this script, you know? Do y'all know, mm-hmm. do y'all know what it means? I, I looked look it, it up, up, but I don't remember. Oh, it's like, okay. we exercise you all I don't know what a mundus is. It's all something spirits. All satanic forces or powers i Doesn't guess this mean body maybe oh no it means world it means world we exercise you every impure spirit every satanic power every incursion of the infernal adversary every legion every congregation and diabolical sect therefore diabolical legions we adjure you cease to deceive human creatures and to give to them the poison of eternal damnation be gone satan inventor and master of all deceit enemy of man's salvation be humble under the mighty hand of god tremble and flee when we invoke the holy and terrible name at which those down below tremble from the snares of the devil deliver us O lord that thy church may serve thee in peace and liberty serve i don't think he said this in peace and liberty to serve we ask thee hear us that's uh Exorzamus te omnis Like I did memorize it and type it out. Um that is a sick exorcism. It is very cool. It is, yeah. This is I think this is um as seen in Phantom Traveler, a version of the Psalm sixty eight is recited by Sam, um, Regnatere Cantate Deo Kingdoms of the Earth sent unto God. But um However, a lot of differences from the psalm are presented, others, and then it's this one, the main one. Yeah. Um, and then, swap me and repo man, exorcemus te, omnis immunda spiritus, omnis satanica potestus, omnis incursio infernalis adversari, omnis legio, omnis congregatio et secta diabolica, ergo draco maledicte, ut ecclesium tuam secura, tibi facius libertate severi te rogemos adinos. Yeah. Um, nice to know that all the way through. I'll leave. I'll leave. Good news. You can now use our podcast to exercise demons. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just play, just clip this bit and play it because, uh, this is going up on the TikTok. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. Yeah. We got this. This, uh, this little action scene is fun. It's, uh, it's startling when he just starts shooting because you're not expecting it. It's mm-hmm. good. Um, 
Dean I, gets shot. When Sam Dean Coder When Sam grabs his arm, shouldn't the demon be like stronger than yeah, Sam? Yeah, don't worry about it. Sam's okay. got uh, yeah, no, there's no. There's I think no. his gun arm is through the bars, which puts him at a disadvantage. Yeah, but also he's a demon. He could break his arm if he wants. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Don't worry about it. Don't it's, worry about I... it. He had speaking to get of, out of it somehow. Speaking of things that you shouldn't worry about, I was checking the trivia page briefly, and it mentions that um, the PA system works even though the power is out. Hmm. hmm. Didn't think about that. Maybe they got the generator working. Maybe that's part of the cut plot lines alongside whatever was going to happen with Nancy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you're super right. Um, that's fine though. Uh, this demon, this guy playing this demon, uh, chan fully channels Jack Nicholson when he talks. He's doing the like, "Here's Johnny" voice. Yeah. I like the way his head shakes around too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he says it's gonna be a long night, fellas. <laughs> like making yeah, his voice all really hoarse. I do love that. Very, your mother sucks cock in hell. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it. Yeah, it is also very, very exorcism voice. That's like the only like <laughs> demon movie that I've seen. Really, is The Exorcist. I genuinely right, thought Exorcist. that line was from the Vine. <laughs> I did too until I watched The Exorcist. Funny. I remember making jokes about that line like ages and ages ago, and then I actually watched it, and I was like, "No fucking way!" They made that Vine into a movie. <laughs> um. Yeah, like I said, this is a real fun locked room mystery of, like, he's been dead for months. Like, yeah, if they do, a, like, a coroner's report on this guy, they're going to get some weird info. Mm. Um, but there's not enough time for that. Then Reedy gets blown up. <laughs> he gets blown up and mm. then killed by a demon, and it's it's yeah. very funny. Killed by a demon cop of color. Yeah. Gay rights, I guess. <laughs> it's just all incomprehensible. Yeah. Diversity wins. Yeah. <laughs> um... Alright, I like the way the cops just, like, freak the fuck out here. Yeah, I like the yeah, directing like, here. The There's, like, really happening? good cuts. Where, like, yeah. nobody's even moving around that much, but the camera keeps cutting around, and, like, it really builds a sense of panic. I appreciated it. This is a thing sort of similar to what I was talking about in Malice Maleficarum. It's fun when the boys know what's going on, and it's, like, they're just regular people that are like, what the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. So I think it's Sam that says, you're all in terrible danger. Yeah. Um, Henriksen is the only one to keep his head screwed on tight. He's like, mm -hmm. um, take a breath, maybe deal with this, like, trained professionals with some sense in their heads. He, like, gives them the knock-it-off speech. Yeah. And then he's nice to Nancy, which is also Dean Mirror of him. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. Yeah. Because, like, he checks in, like, you okay? And then later, Dean does exactly the same thing. And then they're kind of rude to nancy here and they steal her rosary yeah um, um sam is like helping dean with his bullet wound can i say that again it's a bullet yeah. wound and he's like all right don't be such a wuss sam he was shot <laughs> he got shot listen sam's used to seeing him die at this point <laughs> or get shot he's like yeah dean this is the thing that happens to dean he did have six months of pouring hydrogen peroxide on his that's own also wounds. true yeah yeah he's like don't be a baby dean just pour some whiskey on it and you'll be fine <laughs> Sam says, how's the shoulder? And Dean, like, examines his toilet paper blood and goes, it's awesome. Also, Henriksen has terrible trigger discipline while he's, yeah. like, yeah. threatening them. He's, like, talking to them with his finger on the trigger. Don't do that. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. uh, Dean wants a snack. He does. He's hungry. Yeah. Uh, he's like, he's got the <laughs> you think the demon's got a contract on or It's like we got a contract on us. Think it's because we're so awesome? I think it's because we're so awesome. He's so excited to be in like this cool action movie where the demons are coming yeah. after him. Dean, you're going to fucking die. Yeah. 
He knows that. It's he gets to he Dean wants to uh live fast and die hard at this point. Mm-hmm. He he does he knows he's gonna die. He wants it to at least be epic. Yeah. Um Henrik's shooting uh poor Sheriff Melvin uh is very right. good. I called him Henrik Henriksen, Victor. Um it it another there's there's several good like whoa, wasn't expecting that moments in this episode. Yeah. It's really good. He, like, so to, con- to contextualize this a little bit, Melvin comes in and is like, okay, we're all leaving, let's go. And Henriksen comes in like, uh, absolutely fucking not. Yeah. Uh, and Melvin tries to, like, convince him, and then boom, boom. Henriksen yeah, just shoots just, him, like, yeah. just yeah. like that. And it's really good because real yeah. Henriksen was also um, positing staying here as the better option. So you're not expecting him to yeah. suddenly kill Melvin over it. Yeah. And then the boys grab him and the give him a swirly out, yeah. of holy water. <laughs> yeah, um, I like that. This is like what they do when it's exorcism. When it's a like um, water bowl exorcism, is they always put the camera in the bowl so you can see the rosary floating in it. This is like the third time they've done that. <laughs> it's really good. I don't like that they dunked Henriksen's head in a toilet. Not very respectful. No, Didn't feel not good. Very respectful, but. They don't really have another option, so like I'm not mad at the characters so much. I just don't like that in the context of everything else about yeah. the way Sarah Gamble treats Henriksen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is also like yeah. a little clean, and like I get it. It's like you got to be economical. We need to move forward, but it is like the easiest possible way to get Henriksen on their side is for him to be actually possessed. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's just, like, not super interesting. Yeah, I'll forgive it just for the fact that Henriksen is, like, stunned and goes, I shot the sheriff, and Dean goes, but yeah. you didn't shoot the deputy. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so... then, uh, Dean says, I owe you, I owe the biggest I told you so ever. And gives him back yeah. his gun, which is notable. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trust. It's a good, it's good. I like that as, like, because, yeah, gives him back the guns, and then uh, Henriksen lets them both, like, undoes both their chains is like here like they are on the same team very clearly with these two physical actions yeah and dean checks on nancy like i said um nancy says that her parents used to tell her to stop being so literal about the devil and she says i guess i showed them huh yeah um, which is cute helps flesh out nancy's is, character uh, yeah, so that we don't line. want her to die when ruby suggests it yeah, um, and then it seems like I gotta go get something out of my trunk in the impound lot. Like they just let him go out there by himself with the keys yeah. and everything. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just you were just arresting him to send him to Supermax, and now he can just drive away. Well, they, he is leaving Sam. Yeah, yeah. It's it was collateral. surprising. It was not good planning on yeah. The then we get, part, but it's fine. It worked out. And then like the weirdest demon effect, the stupid yeah. lightning cloud. It's it's so funny. It's like this giant black cloud with like blue and pink lightning through it. Crackling. It has force. It shakes the building. Yeah, it punched that yeah. police station. Um, this is the first time we see. this is the first time we see their tattoos. They like tug down their shirts to demonstrate mm-hmm. sluts. <laughs> um, but Henriksen says, "How long cool you have tattoos. those?" And Sam says, "Not long enough," which is nice, like exposition for the other characters. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's good. I I think it's really cute that they both got their tattoos in the same spot. Aww. I think that's I think mm-hmm. that's very cute. Yeah. It's below the left collarbone. Mhm. And this is also um 
sorry, to bring the fandom into it. This is one of the supernatural symbols. Yeah, this anti-possession symbol oh, yeah. is I bet there are like a billion large. people out there with this tattoo. Yeah. All right, somebody post the vine. The or the TikTok, there was a t- oh, okay. I can't say most of it because it's spoilers, but the um, TikTok starts with somebody saying, "Men who only have one tattoo and it's on their forearm, those men have daddy issues." And it cuts to, I mean, whatever. It's stitched with this guy um, who demonstrates something plot related to Dean. He has a forearm tattoo, um, and he looks worried for a moment, and then like the camera shows his other tattoo, this anti-possession tattoo, and he goes, "Oh, phew." <laughs> that's funny um we get the demon zombie horde uh nancy's like hey that's jenna rubner it's a fun little it's like ah yes this this, these people live in this town they recognize everyone out there Mm -hmm. uh we get another i love like supernatural loves to have regular people be weirded out that salt is strong against demons it's like i guess I guess, like, not everyone was a big nerd like me as a kid, but it's, like, <laughs> this, is, this is, it's like, mm, it's fine. People don't know folklore, it's fine. <laughs> Through clenched teeth. Even, even though the salt over your shoulder thing is still common enough that, like, lots of people know and reference it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if it's, it's Jenna Rubner specifically, but according to the trivia page, um, Shoshana Stern was uncredited as quasi head of demons i don't know which one that is supposed to be um shoshana stern plays eileen mm. it's very fun that she gets to play like this throwaway <gasps> character here and then actually a beloved character Wait. later oh my yeah, god she's here i don't know which one is her because i didn't notice it while i was watching but hi shoshana i think it's Jewish. the hold on Shows. okay i have to go i have to go look yeah. now she's my queen she's my everything yeah. um keeping a <laughs> Keeping us on task here. Uh, yeah, I, this is that scene I was talking about where Dean and Henriksen have some connection. Because Dean's like, yeah, FYI, ghosts, werewolves, vampires, changelings, and evil clowns are all real. Which, the evil clown thing, Dean's spinning that here, but it's he's, funny. He's doing it for a fact. That was, it a, works. That was a Rakshasa, Dean. But it was an evil clown that it ate was. people. That's true. Um, and then Hendrickson says how hard his job is and how frustrating it is yeah. to have no payoff. Boo. Which, like, boo cops. On the other hand, like, Hendrickson himself, if we ignore the context of, like, the police, um, Hendrickson himself has been working very hard to catch people, to help people. Yeah. Um, and then, like he says, um, all this while there's something off in the corner so big. So, yeah, so sign me up for that big frosty mug of wasting my damn life. And then Dean says, you didn't know. And Hendrickson says, now I do. Um, so, like, implying that he will now become a hunter, you know? Um, which frankly is a less uh, bloody backstory than most hunters get, so could have been pretty cool. Yeah, but no, it could have been. It it could have been cool. Yeah, I would I would have loved it if Victor did not die and became a hunter, and we got a black man who was an ally to the boys. Yeah. Uh huh. And like that would be a really fun character backstory too, because they get to like make jokes with each other about like, aha, remember when you're hunting me? <laughs> yeah, that would be cute. Um, so Henriksen says, can you guys, like, beat this? Are we going to win? And Dean says, honestly, I think the world's going to end bloody, but it doesn't mean we shouldn't fight. Yeah. We do have choices, which is team to free will thesis moments, I guess. This... And he says, I choose to go yeah. down and win. This is a real 2020 mood, 2022 mood, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. 
LMAO. And then they're gay, because Henriksen says, plus you got nothing to go home to but your brother. And he says, what about you? You rocking the white picket fence? And he says, empty apartment, I'm right where you are. <laughs> Interesting. Is empty? are you available tonight? <laughs> um, You're single. No way, finger. me too. Yeah, I like this little scene. This is cute. There's a little bit of, like, propaganda here of, like, oh, it's so hard to be police. Um... Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, I've been busting my ass to nail a handful of guys. Oh, it's so hard to get criminals, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. um, but there is some mirroring here of, like, hunters as cops, as we've said before. It's like, oh, hunters are the even better version of cops because they're fighting the true evil shadow war off here in the corner. Yeah. Don't have much more to say than that. We've, we've, we've hit this. I just, I just gotta, you know, we gotta play the hits sometimes. <laughs> gotta call it when I see mm -hmm. it. Um, so then Ruby shows up, and she's, like, extra scary just to scare these randos, these normals. She's so extra right now. She's very not like other girls. Got some guts in my mouth. Yeah, she walks Rip in, and she's like, I'm going to scare the shit out of these normal people who have never seen a demon before, just because yeah. I can. Which, good for her, you know, getting some actual demon characterization. Mm -hmm. She's also so, like, tired. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's had to so put up with she does have, for so long. Yeah. <laughs> she does have extremely yeah. powerful energy in this scene, I will say. Yeah, she's a badass. Um, Ruby says something about the new up-and-comer, and Dean says, who is he? Sexist. And Ruby says, not he, her, yeah. which is a very funny, like, pronoun um... miss swap. Like, you wouldn't say he, her, you'd say yeah. he, she. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was strange. Yeah. 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 Diversity win. Lilith uses she, him pronouns. <laughs> Um, also, Ruby and self-sacrifice. It, it is literally yeah. contagious. Like, these guys, just you talk to them for too long, and they're yeah. like, let me die for you. This, for this startled like, me, because like, I guess, like, it's 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 not um, cult-style permadeath, right? It's just sending them all back to hell. It's not no, clear. I she says vaporize, so it yeah. does sound like... And it's, she does say, yeah. I have to die, not like, I have to get another it's, yeah, body. It's, I have to crawl my unclear. way back out of hell. She does I say think, die. I think the implication is it will do about the same thing that Lilith does, but just it targets demons only. Yeah, but that doesn't... I still don't... I mean, Lilith exploded in that as well, and she didn't die, presumably. <laughs> well, yeah, I just mean this, like, the... I guess that was a really unhelpful analogy now that I think about it. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. I... But I think it's just like, I think it's gotta be like permadeath. Cause I think like. Really? Cause otherwise it wouldn't be like as big of a deal. She'd, right. Like she'd have to go back to hell and it would be like a pain in the ass. That's why. But like, that's not dying to her. That's just mm. like a major inconvenience. That's interesting. If I'm like, I'm willing to believe you on that. That was not the read I gave of I. I thought of Ruby of her being that writer. I didn't die. expect it either. Uh, like her, it feels very, it feels very out of character to me. And I think it's only because it doesn't end up mm -hmm. happening. Like I think it's just like to kind of move the plot along and to give us something to go to give us something for the conflict that leads. Yeah, it's to a her drama leaving. for a otherwise, choice, but yeah. Yeah, because otherwise I could imagine being like, well, why wasn't Ruby there? Why couldn't she help them? Well, Ruby was here, and then she left. Yeah. And we get at the end, Ruby's mad at them for not doing her plan in the first place, and she says, next time, listen to me. So, like, that might shape their um, behavior next time she shows mm -hmm. up. Um, yeah. Dean's saying, I got virtue is very funny. <laughs> and then, yeah. then yeah, he says, nobody's me. a virgin. 
Yeah, what was Which that? Is so true. Virginity is a social construct. I, I want to unpack I mean, that's and virginity. Fair. It's so weird. But I, but I guess specifically, social construct aside, by his meaning of nobody here has had sex, or nobody here yeah. has not had sex. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's very like, it's a choice. Okay, it's a and wild he goes, assumption. No, not Dean, even wow. Dean is just pr- is projecting himself. Yeah, he's very surprised to hear that Nancy has not had sex. Um, and then Nancy decides to sacrifice herself. So it's very really decoded of Nancy. <laughs> yeah, it's so sad. It's like she's like, yeah, this will like. There's 30 people out here. I'm one person. Like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, it's, it's a like, perfect oh, trolley problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then the problem arises that Sam is willing to switch the track, and Dean yep. says no. Yes, I keep bringing up utilitarianism and deontology, and here we go. Here it is again. Mm-hmm. Interesting that Sam's the utilitarian. They've swapped. Yeah, Sam's deanification. Yeah. Well, and this is the big moment that I was going to talk about based on the last episode. Is yeah. I don't know if this is a choice Sam Winchester prior to that episode would have made, or at the very least would have mm-hmm. made so readily. And I like that it sort of primed us for this, because like I said, we got two human sacrifices back to back here, and Sam was willing to sacrifice Bobby, like, yeah. even though he didn't know, but like still, he like was still willing to risk it. And like here, yeah, yeah he's absolutely willing to sacrifice one person. Especially if she's consenting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, also notable, during, oh boy, during this conversation, um, in Sam says like there's 30 people who are all gonna die, and Dean says it doesn't mean we throw away the rule book and stop acting like humans. Um, so yep, again, like humans, like humans yep. don't kill. Like yep, yep, okay. yep. I say so. Um. <laughs> also unrelated, also, but yeah. um, Ruby calls Nancy cherry pie. I love it that. Is. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. Um. She uh, he he says uh. <laughs> He he qualifies she hasn't even been laid as a thing. It's like, no, she should live. Yeah, I was going to get to that. that This is where I want to talk about Dean and virginity. Mm. Like, yeah, it it feels like he's placing more value on her life as a virgin, but not necessarily in the sense that, like, she is more morally pure and therefore worth more. Just in the sense of, like, she hasn't, like, almost... I mean, this is weird because we're talking about sex here, but, like, in the sense that, like, it's sad when a kid dies because, like, they have all that potential that yeah. they didn't get to do anything with. Yeah, so, like, there is definitely it's, something there. It's a sense there, of, like, like, she didn't mm-hmm. properly live yet, you know? She hasn't even had sex yet. Like, it's 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 weird. And then, like, Dean, who has had so much sex, yeah. is his life worth less mm. than? Yeah. There... It, yeah. It very much speaks to the amount of normativity of, like, sex is what makes us human mm-hmm. type stuff. And if you die a virgin, like, you you had, not only do you have, like, unfixed potential, but also, like, you didn't experience, quote-unquote, one of life's greater pleasures. Right. There is, like, from a purely, like, animalistic biological view, like, it makes sense as a thing, like, as, like, the, the desire of life to create more life, you know, but... I'm still mm-hmm. super with you, like as a social construct. My like most reparative reading of this is, like you said, virginity as like code for inexperience. Uh, and if you sort of remove it from sex, which like clearly it's not here, but if you do, just like thinking about it like that, it's like this. This is a person who is like very young and has not experienced much of the world, which does make her death like extra sad 
just because she didn't get a chance to like live like a longer life but also like that would yeah that that would be true for anyone young like disconnected from whether or not they've had sex before yeah. No. Also, should we just, while we're having this conversation, should we just connect this to the joke the script makes, like, a few scenes later? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Later, Nancy says, uh, if we get out of this, I'm gonna have so much sex. And then the guy she's sitting next to looks at her and she goes, but not with you. It's, it's interesting. I I did not like this because it felt like it threw aside like all of what it had been built up for like Nancy's character for this like kind of cheap joke. Yeah, it's yeah. It was trying to be funny. It wasn't funny. Yeah. It also treats like like she says it's a choice. Um, like I don't know, there if it wasn't for this line, there could have been like an ace reading for Nancy. Um, but it's like it it sort of ties. It, it it ties like not having sex into inexperience and like the experience here quote unquote is like being in like a life or death situation yeah. it makes kind of like a no atheist sin foxhole arguments about sex yes. which is weird yeah yeah it is weird <laughs> um also um um henriksen refuses to sacrifice nancy he says we do that we're no better than them and dean kind of gives him a look like admiring his sexy sexy yeah. morals uh-huh um then they do like a back-to-back fight like bumped into each other walking backwards during the fight i mean i'm skipping ahead a little bit okay yeah they they bump butts and then it's, fight back to back it's cool it's i'm i'm again sad that victor dies at the end of this yeah mm-hmm. also they're throwing holy water on so much that he was so much loot for this sam, scene sam is <laughs> sam is spamming his down b attack yeah they're just like splash Literally. splash lube in your face lube in your face <sighs> That's gonna be so unpleasant. Imagine getting that shit in yeah. your eyes, your mouth. They use um, they use like a uh, weird like fast motion technique for this fight scene that did not work at all. It was for so me. hard to see anything. These these fight scenes are mm-hmm. like not good. A lot of shaky cam, a lot was, of fast I... motion. They're like sort of uh, hiding their like mediocre choreography with just like making it hard to see anything. Yeah, yeah. I work. literally was not watching this fight scene. Um. Because it just was so nothing to me. There's a also a weird bit where a demon sees Nancy and like doesn't kill her for some reason. Yeah, I have no idea. I what think that it's because he's. I think it's because he was leaving to go tell. I think Lilith. that's supposed to be the implication, but it was so not he, clear. It was not clear. Yeah, it was not clear at all. It's only it's only contextualized when Ruby says you don't leave any survivors so no one can go running. Doesn't make any sense either because like he could clearly just he could have just killed her and gone back anyway what yeah. was the problem it would have here left him open to getting killed i guess but even then like two seconds yeah whatever. it was really weird um this is the I boys think, finally using a Dean... recording of an exorcism i don't know yes. why they don't just do this every right before time that um i do think dean looks good with a shotgun bandolier very cowboy of him yeah he's like ballooned all taped up so yeah. his sleeve was up so true. Uh, at the end of the exorcism, the demons explode on the ceiling for no reason at all. They don't like go down to hell yeah, like they usually do. They, they never do this fire. again in an exorcism. This is the first and last time that demons hmm. randomly explode on the ceiling. Mary coded of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like rewatching the scene, and it's like really annoying that loudspeaker. Now that you pointed it out, the oh no, hmm. 
I was gonna say, yeah, because they've positioned flashlights everywhere to, like, illuminate the thing, but there are emergency lights on. So maybe they, like, mm -hmm. jack it into the emergency power. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Um, um, and then, yeah, Lilith shows up. Yeah, I love Lilith. I love evil demons that disguise themselves as little girls. I love the white eyes. Yeah, it's a good eye effect. Oh, I guess actually right before that I forgot. There is the, I like this scene between Henriksen and the boys, uh, where he says, hell of a story I won't be telling. Uh, he uh, says, rest in peace, guys. And come up with the next five minutes. Yeah. It's, it's chill of him to do. They shake hands. It's nice. It's yeah. Like, they got a friend mm -hmm. now, and then he immediately dies. Yeah. Lilith comes in and goes, I'm looking for two boys. They're brothers. One's really tall and one's really cute. She's got it. <laughs> She knows yeah. exactly what's going on. Nancy Demon's does this little cute. laugh. It's so sad. I'm poor Nancy. Poor Henriksen. Yeah. I am Yeah. Ugh. It does a I guess like it does do a good job, I guess, being like, ah oh, fuck, it's Lilith. Like w the show succeeded in making us care about these two characters and then like so it hurts mm -hmm. when they die and makes us mad at the villain. Like it's it's I can feel my emotions being manipulated and I'm sitting here grumpy about mm -hmm. it. How dare you have effective storytelling mm -hmm. in my supernatural? Um, oh, also, uh, I forgot to mention my synopsis. Ruby gives them some loot. Uh, she gives them some hex bags that are apparently <laughs> going to keep Lilith from hunting them. Yeah. yeah. So we got some plot armor. And then, yeah. They're invisible now. It's, this is interesting, because the show frame. I don't know. I don't think the show framed it as a bad thing of like what they did, but it's still... I guess it's the, you know, good actions aren't always rewarded in stories, like, mm -hmm. but but Ruby definitely is very grumpy at them for not doing her plan, and it did, like, not help, like, the person who they were trying to save still dies, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, think it's it's not necessarily, yeah, exactly, I don't think it's like saying they did the wrong thing, it's more like you can do the right thing and it still fucks you yeah. up. Yeah. It's like frustration of their futility. It's... it's it's more just like helplessness. Interesting. I guess they ran out of time, but it's interesting that Sam and Dean don't argue with this at all. It's like Ruby gets the last word, and that's it. But you know, it's the end. They're of the still kind of stunned. They just saw evidence that yeah. all their friends just died. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's it. That's the episode. Uh, any anything like broadly we want to say about this one here? I think it was a fun bottle episode as far as, like, I, like mm -hmm. I said, I got the base defense mission I wanted. Um, I always uh -huh. like it when we see them, like, preparing stuff and setting things up. And it did actually come around to being useful with, like, the way they trapped the demons in with the salt. I thought that was fun. Yeah, I think it's a very, like, competent episode. And I think it's a really good introduction of Lilith because she's just this kind of looming presence mm -hmm. literally up until the moment her eyes turn white and she just puts her hand out and there's just this blinding white light, which keep that in mind, listeners. Mm. Um, <laughs> so I think like it's effective at what it sets out to do. I also like the way Lilith is like holding this other woman's hand is like fully pretending mm -hmm. to be a little girl. Mm -hmm. um, no, I think that's everything I wanted to say. Hey, actor to... facts. Okay. We're at three hours. We don't have to. Yeah. Actor facts. Um, where are my fucking notes? Uh, okay. Uh, the sheriff, um, uh, Melvin, um, plays, uh, uh, oh, shoot, I forgot to write his name down. Sony Westmoreland. 
Oh, thank you. Yeah, that guy uh, plays um, Ham Mac on the Disney Channel show Andy Mac. I think he's like the dad or the grandpa or something on that, which I'm mostly saying because like he's a major character on that. But uh, Ham Mac is a very funny name. <laughs> um, uh, Peter uh, DeLuise, uh, the FBI director guy, uh, plays Dagwood on season two of Sequest. Uh, fairly major character on that. Um Amy Garcia, who is Nancy, is in a billion things. Uh, she's in Lucifer, which I know you two want to talk about. Yeah, I, I she's a very Lucifer similar character here. Or not like very similar, but yeah. also religious, also Typecasted. working with the cops. Um, mm. Also very sweet. I love Ella. She's, very, she's so also good. religious. Ella is literally my, my baby girl. I she's love so her so good. much. Um, she's, she hugs literally everyone. Oh. She loves everyone. I love Lucifer. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's a cop show, I just, yeah, I just love Lucy. Listen, it's okay to love cop shows. I just like how oh. formulaic and stupid they are, and especially when the main actor is yeah. hot. <laughs> Must the show oh. be good? Is it not enough to see Tom Ellis? That's the end of the sentence. Drinking oh, and playing the, the, end of the piano sentence. and is it singing. Is not enough to see Tom Ellis? <laughs> <laughs> so true. But when he's drinking and playing the piano and singing, it's whew. Uh Anyway, she's also on. Uh, she was also on Dexter, uh, Dragons: The Nine Realms, which I just learned literally today that there's like a, a How to Train Your Dragon like modern day like AU or like timeline advancement. I don't know what the fuck is going on over there. Uh, but uh, anyway, she's also in the Rush Hour TV show, which is another thing I just learned exists. Um, and, uh, finally, Carl Reedy's actor, uh, Kurt Evans, plays a character in iZombie named Floyd Baracus. Great name. Um, but yeah, that's everything. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, please rate and review next. us on the podcast platform of your choice. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Next episode, we will be talking about... Next week, we're talking about... Ghost Spacers! Ghost Spacers! Spacers! Yes! I'm so Yay, fucking excited for The episode... And we also get to learn about the ghost facer effect a little bit. Yes. Yes, it is this one. Hell yeah. It's this one yeah. and something else that's like iconic in fandom that I won't spoil. And like, it's so good. It's written by Ben Edlin. So, you know, um, and then long distance. Yes. Call. It's a great it. Yeah. Ghost facers also has one of like the supernatural gifts, which I will yeah, not that's talk the same about. one I was saying on that episode. But oh, OK. Um, and then, yeah, long distance call is whew, we get a little bit. I think like there's some 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 family yeah. stuff mm. in that one. It's a I think it's a pretty standard episode, um, which is great because then we're on the last two fucking episodes of season three, you yep. guys. After yeah. that, yep, we're almost done. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to say I was talking to a friend of the show, Mitch, about uh, mystery spot going off about time loops with him because we both really like them, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, he was talking about how apparently in the DVD set of this. Uh, one DVD is Mystery Spot, uh, uh, Jew and Bello, and um, uh, Ghost Facers. And it, it was like, this is maybe the best D like individual DVD in the set. So true. Literally so true. Yeah. I don't even know if Ghost Facers is like a good episode. It is a good, good episode, episode you take but it's back so right now. great. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bedland. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just love the Ghost Facers. Anything yeah, they're in, I am I'm very excited. This episode, I'm very it's excited it's to see them again. fun, like uh, on its own, but it's also like a pillar of fandom. Yes. It, it gave it us really so much. It, it, thank you, Ben Edlin. You gave us everything. Right, so that's next week. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, uh, you go. Follow the show on Twitter, Tumblr, and TikTok at Word of Godcast. Oh, yeah. um, we should start doing that. Like Wyatt, wait, wait, yeah. Like Wyatt said, rate and review us. And um, we are sadly watching the news because all our friends all of are our dead. Friends yeah, why are you guys made this so depressing yeah. every time? We are actually the show yeah, ends yeah, yeah. So depressing. depressing. We are just hanging out. In we a made this room into our bit. It used to be driving off into the sunset, but now, now every time, every episode ends so sad. It's the show's fault. It's not our fault. Goodbye, everybody. Oh, we are we are just <laughs> sitting here watching TV. That's how this ends. <laughs> no. Music used on Word of Godcast is The Last Ones by Jazar on freemusicarchive.org. Licensed under an attribution share alike 3.0 international license. Find the link in the episode description.